guys? Welcome to the Collective Podcast. Uh, today we got one of the powerhouses in the industry, the motion graphic industry. We got G Monk, aka Bradley. Now you don't like to be called Bradley. I'm just fucking with you. What else? What other nicknames you got, buddy? Uh, I got Monko. Monko, okay. Aka Monko. Monko's a common one. Um, and then G anything really. I get a lot of G missile. I get Gay Monk sometimes. <laughs> among uh, his friends g sauce g sauce g money mm-hmm. yeah okay cool i'll make some up my myself as we collect as we yeah as we go along you know you go can along this vessel a little bit. yeah let's we'll you know we'll let that we'll let that one sit on the side and i'll just you know we'll throw some out I, I don't mind being called bradley i mean it's it's all good <laughs> okay cool i, <laughs> cool. I just don't <laughs> like to talk- be called brad because a that makes me sound like an 80s movie like antagonist that rides like the scooter around you know in like the high school <laughs> you know like the boyfriend brad who like is kind of like dumb jock oh like, that's so true so i don't it. like brad but bradley's good yeah bradley's i mean bradley's cool i m- one of my tattoo artists is his name is brad and he's a fucking badass so i kind of assimilate that name with with uh, him as well it's funny how names uh, you can assimilate names with, with people and you know, it's funny how some people just have douchey names, you know, because of like through history and movies and storytelling, you know, like, uh, I mean, I don't know if you can, <laughs> yeah, we, oh, can, we can go on about that, but it's, it's just, it's, it's interesting, you know, like people's names, how they take form through, you know, just stories themselves and stuff. But yeah, so welcome, welcome to the podcast, uh, <laughs> master blaster, fucking Tron monster, G-Mug! Yeah! Sure, I know you're busy. I know you get hit up by everybody in the universe to fucking share your time with them, so I appreciate it, you know? This is some some love, dude. This is gonna get out, it's gonna spread through the internet cyberways, and it's gonna hopefully inspire people or just really put them off and have them hate us. (laughs) Either way, uh, fuck it. (laughs) I've always said, I was actually explaining uh, my master plan to someone last night, like, do this shit like really hardcore for like another probably six, seven years, like really kind of out of balance hardcore and then hang it up and go teach, you know? So anytime you can spread, you know, your knowledge and your experience and uh, you know, your tricks and, and things to people, that's kind of what it's about and eventually will be about for me, you know, is to, is to spread. And uh, cause I, I'm not really interested in having my own company. You know, I don't want to deal with the stress. I don't want like, I, you know, it's, it's just there's a lot of other factors that come into play that kind of take away why we love to do this. And so exactly. I've always shit. kind of been kind of the hippie purist about it. Just been like, I'm going to do my thing until it's time, you know, to hang it up until I'm, you know, I'm not feeling it anymore, which is you know a long ways off from where I'm at now. And um, and then once it's time to hang up, I want to get back, you know, and just and just go into the education and maybe maybe I have to get a master's degree, you know, and and um and fucking, you know, and then if I'm still single, oh, kind of, just kind of find a, a a cool little like, twenty eight year old master student and <laughs> marry like her a la Kyle Cooper, you know, a la what Kyle Cooper did. You know? Yeah, find, Kyle find, Cooper did that. Find my Mrs. Oh, Cooper yeah. as my typography student and and uh, <laughs> oh, have five man. kids and call it a day, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, that is some good. That's good, man. I mean, that's. I think you're hitting it on the spot. And when you say giving is receiving, like you're nailing it because um, giving back is like, isn't that the most important part about this? Don't you think? I mean, that's I my think, opinion. You know. 
Like I you... think, yeah, I think sharing and, and giving back. It's funny, man. I'm I'm doing this um, I'm doing this kind of like print series right now. Um, it's kind of like a geometry series, and there's a trick that I'm using um, to generate the geometry. I have a I have a friend who um, I've worked with who's a code artist in Denmark, and he made me this app where through a web browser you can basically customize your own geometry and like you know with sliders you know to choose your primitive and split and pull and shrink yeah, all the math to, and to make the craziest the craziest geometry and i'm like you know when i publish this series like fuck do you do i open source this app do i share this app with the world and i've been going like back and forth and i'm like you know <laughs> oh there goes my secret now everyone's gonna know like how i'm making this crazy geometry but then the other half it's like fuck of course i'm gonna share it like yeah, you know, like yeah. you gotta be open source, dude. You can't, you can't, can't hide your tricks, man. Good yeah, things. Yeah, I think like open sourcing, you know. Absolutely, and the thing I think always important to, to remind yourself as an artist is that there's only one you, you know. And I think a lot of people get like caught up in the idea that they're gonna get replaced or that they're not good enough or whatever, and that they use that insecurity to kind of be like a total horde. And there's like, bring, I want all my stuff. <laughs> Nobody can have it. And like. I kid you not, I swear the most successful, most happy people that I've noticed in this world are the people that give. And the people that give seem to have that secret, and like you just said, like you, I think you just nailed it. And it, it shows, it, I can tell it in your voice, and you have, a, you have a good energy, you know? Like, for somebody that puts out as much work as you do and, and deals with the high-paced stress of this industry, which I really want to talk about more with you about like how you balance it, like you seem to have a good understanding of how to keep your cool, how to keep it fun and still enjoyable. And I think you're hitting yeah. it on the head. And once you give that shit away, you're going to be like, ah. By the time you give it away, you're like, oh, I already did it. I, re I made it happen. I did it. You know, I exposed it. Now people can have it. Whatever. I already did. You, you know, you took the light. You know, you showed the light. You know, so which is which is great. Yeah. People make shit that you'll blow your mind and inspire you, and you fucking go to back to the drawing board and you fucking crush it. You know, so. What a lonely world it is for some people that don't do that. You know, that's a, that that to me is more scary than anything. You know. Yeah, it's I, funny. the The most uninspired times in my career was was probably like, gosh, it was it was like I moved to Sydney, and um, it's kind of a long story. But at the end of my time in Sydney was the most uninspired time in my whole career. And what happened is I I kind of became insular, and I stopped mm -hmm. referencing, and I stopped looking at other people's work, and I stopped sharing my own work and I stopped, I didn't have a web presence and I was just kind of like this contained bubble and it just was this really, not a dark time, but it just was a very uninspired time, you know? And I just, you know, once you open yourself up again and start to, you know, communicate with your peers and develop that network and share and receive, you know, it's, it's there's nothing more inspiring than, you know, being in touch with all of your homies and everyone's doing it and, um, you know, I, I attribute a lot to that to social media too. You know, it's just like the absolutely. You know, everyone's on Twitter now. Everyone's on you know Facebook and and um, Vimeo and you know there's so many outlets. Pinterest. You know, there's so many outlets now. Too much um, almost. <laughs> which is great. Which is great. It's great. But yeah, no. I mean, we're in a we're in a fucking epic age, man. Like we're in an age yeah. that is just 
it just destroys all other ages based on like our development. It's the new renaissance, pretty much. I think yeah. so. I think we're I think we're on the dawn of it. And 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 people like yourself. I mean, you. I've reached out to you in the beginning a while back just because I was blown away by what you guys had done on Tron. Obviously, I was attracted to that. But you've always been really cool. Like you replied to my emails, and it was it was rad. Like we established, I think, a fun like uh, friendship through just the internet, and then we got a chance to hang out in person which was was a blast you know as well and um you know hopefully there'll be more many more chances to to meet up you know especially if i'm up in san francisco again and all that kind of stuff but i think definitely the the dawn of the age of, of communication and sharing it, it couldn't be stronger you know like you, you just, yeah it's it's so awesome so no, cool. i agree the, the only one i haven't gotten really into is dribble i don't understand it i don't know what that is it's like it's like for artists to share their work like work in progress with other people it seems kind of mm. it's kind of it's kind of weird but a lot of people are on it and it's kind of it's like dribble I'm, check that dribble. out but i fucking love pinterest man it, it's it's really, so huh? talk about you know giving and receiving like it makes me so happy to you know spend so much time you know collecting you know and expressing my taste you know and yeah um, yeah yeah like and it Tumblr, makes Tumblr me so pieces. happy to be able to make that public and to share with people. Like people are like, "Oh, I have this secret board that I'm working on this <laughs> project." It's like, "Fuck you, with a man!" Jerk like, off. Yeah, yeah, like secret board, like secret what? You know, like yeah, what are you doing? You fucking yeah. you, you in GI Joe script or something? It's like, who the fuck? What are you doing, Joe man? War, the wrath of Cobra Kai. <laughs> Just like yeah, the wrath of secret board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, that's what I'm yeah, talking about. Happy to be able to share, you know, share my taste with the with the community, you know, and, and you're uh, sharing your love. Love, <laughs> dude. And I spend a lot of time, you know, just like on my iPad at night, just like pinning, 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 because I know that, like, you know, for instance, when I get a brief now, you know, I have like 35, no, probably not that many, maybe close to 3,000 images, all organized and tagged into like certain. Oh yeah. <laughs> And it's so easy just to like hit the ground running, you know, when you get a brief and you can just fire up your Pinterest boards and it's just like, bam, right there. It's so quick, a nice interface. It's just, it's a wonderful tool. You know, it's a wonderful I have to check tool. That out. Oh, man. Isn't it interesting to be, to think back to like, you know, 20 years ago or whatever when people had a like, you know, like um, when guys like really Scott were making like Alien and, and in Blade Runner, they had to go to like get books and shit like that, you know, and be like, "Look, well, oh, I, I got this book," you know. It's like <laughs> Dan O'Bannon gave like forced Geiger's work into Ridley Scott's hands to say, "This is the guy that's gonna draw Alien," you know. Like he couldn't, he didn't go like, "Look, all these Pinterest things," you know. It's interesting. The the same mode happened then, but it was so much slower, I imagine. But it had a different sense to it, you know. What do you think of the idea? Because sometimes this is one of my fears too, is that. When you surround yourself by so much shit on the internet and the the actual hype of the the trend that's happening on the internet based on like whatever's happening in, in the scene, like you it kind of will get you kind of stuck in it because to me I look at a trend as a big giant magnet for um, like a magnetism brain idea basically and when we kind of the the whole populace will somehow get tuned to that and then with the internet it, it just kind of like erupts it. And you can get caught in it, or you can kind of go a bit different routes. And that's one thing I really, I, I really appreciated when I read stuff on what you did with Tron. Is you, you guys looked at that one illustrator. It's like an illustrator, right? That did like just these beautiful illustrations of like old sea, sea creatures and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. Earth Takel, dude. 
that's so fucking cool and to me i was like okay this is great because you guys are going beyond whatever like you know like you know not to talk shit like you know grayscale gorilla stuff you know like you're going beyond the idea that it, it's it's about a trend you're going you're going into an you're going into a realm where it's more about the idea of a thought and you guys are taking inspiration from a different era and then that to me is what i think where, it, where it's where it's all at you know like not all of it but it's a big part of it is knowing where to find the resource that you're looking for and Absolutely. pulling the right pulling the right inspiration out of the right things you know yeah it's so fun to to reference historical you know stuff from a century ago and have it applied to really digital holograms or in in the case of tron you know referencing somebody Beautiful. who is yeah. doing these really organic illustrations in the early 1900s and then having that as your chief reference for like you know whenever whenever Tron well Tron's inside of a computer so that the year is kind of irrelevant right but yeah it's, uh, it's it's just kind of a fun fun way to do it you know no absolutely and I think that you, you couldn't have been more right with that one I think you nailed it and I think that's what gave you and the team a whole different angle and it was like I think I think for my from my point of view, and I'm still very new to all this stuff, but I was watching the scene and it's building, and you know you got Kyle Cooper does seven, and that's the that starts to spark in different things, and then people all just kind of jump on that bandwagon. They do the dark stuff with close focus and fingernails and stuff like that. You know, it's like a million of those videos. And then you got the great grayscale gorilla guy starting off and doing his saying. He's like, look at shiny orbs and you know like geometric shapes. But you guys took that to a whole nother level, and it was really, it would be cool for you to talk a little bit about kind of, uh, maybe we can talk about Tron if you want, unless you're exhausted of talking about it, you don't have to talk about it, but no. uh, I think it's, I think it was, uh, I mean, I want to talk to you about its impact on your life, you know, that's more important to me, and like kind of a little bit more about kind of how, how it came to be to fruition, and, and uh, you know, like kind of. You know, you, I guess you did know Joe, right? Or you knew him through um, Digital Domain or something? Is that how it worked out? Or yeah, you knew, you, you, knew you or it's kind of a romantic story, actually. Um, <laughs> Let's hear it. It's, it's, it's a little. Biggie, cue the cue the cue the music, bro. Cue the music. Yeah, right. <laughs> I um, so basically, I um, basically, I lived in New York in in 2001, and one of my best buddies and one of my roommates was working for Joe at Katie Labs. Um, which was Joe's old architecture and visualization company, you know, and, and he and a uh, fuck, I forgot his partner's name. It's, it's slipping right now, but he and, a, he and another guy who was more on the interactive side started this company called KD Labs. And my buddy Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Flood, who's a wonderful designer in his own right, was working for Joe. And, and that's how I kind of was introduced to Joe back in you know 2001. And I was a big fan of his 3D skills. He was basically close to photoreal in 3D Studio Max back in the day, uh, doing all these beautiful visualiz visualizations and architecture and stuff. And he was drawn to my kind of like early man. Yeah, because he's a, visual, he's a visual artist as well, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, his background is in photoreal 3D and architecture. Um, and so... Um, Makes sense. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we were drawn to each other's work way back in the day. And then there was kind of, you know... I was traveling and he was doing his stuff and he's, you know, entering the commercial direction field and and uh, we kind of reconnected in like 2008. Um, he gave me a call to do a Hummer commercial for him at Digital Domain and so that's where I was brought in as just like a designer animator. That was back when I was still animating and um, 
you know, I, he brought me in to do like this UI for this Hummer commercial at DD. So I met Eric Farba. I met like all the DD people. Yeah. Um, there for that commercial, which is a commercial, you know, a three, two or three month gig. It was really fun. We all had a really good time with each other and just had a lot of fun. And then, and then, you know, like a year later, um, he called me up for Tron. And I left out an important part. The, the reason why Joe and I reconnected was um, we were both at a design conference together at uh, FITC Toronto in 2008. And okay. uh, we were both on a panel together. And um, we were, it was like me, Joe Kaczynski, um, the guy that runs North Kingdom, Robert Lindstrom, mm -hmm. and uh, Angus Neal, the guy that runs The Mill. So it's like three very like, you know, three guys that are running companies or huge yeah. commercial directors and then my floppy ass on this panel. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and it was just kind of like, you know, we were all kind of talking about our like methods and our workflow. And I was, you know, talking about a lot of weed smoking and, you know, referencing a lot of like drug use, and, you know, like all this shit. And, <laughs> and everyone kind of had their own thing, you know, and, and uh, Joe and I kind of found each other. We were both kind of captivated with each other and it was fun to reconnect. And, and from that is when he, um, I guess, you know, he saw my, my talk and he basically, you know, reached out after that. When, and I think the point of all that is that it's really important to get out and, and yep. go to these functions where there's community-based things and go to conferences fun, and meet dude. people. So um, you know, I'll, I'll, let, me, let me go back. Like 2001 was my first talk, uh, okay. my first conference talk at OFF in Barcelona, 2001. Then you went big, you know, dude. 12 years ago. Yeah. And, uh, and me and, and, and I made like this mini, like 20 minute documentary about kind of the design field back in the day. And, um, due to a hard drive crash and, and a server crash, I don't have the file anymore, which is such a bummer because it was a really funny movie. Uh, <laughs> 20 minutes. But, um, but, um, you know, and, and that was, you know, 12 years ago and I'm giving my 50th talk, my 50th speech at off. Barcelona this year. You got, yeah, um, Twelve yeah. years later, you know, it's like, oh fuck, I've been doing almost like four to five a year for you know twelve years, and um, awesome. it's just so important. And I can't tell you like most of the gigs that I get, most of like the really memorable gigs I get are because I'm going to these conferences and putting myself out there and meeting people and networking and establishing yeah. relationships. I haven't had a business card my whole career. You know, like it's not yeah, like, a, yeah, yeah. I haven't even you know, given mine just, out. Yeah. It's just like, it's just connecting with people and, um, you know, both in a social and professional setting. Yeah. Um, and, and seeing, seeing speeches and having people see my speeches. Um, it's a really good way to network, you know, especially for students. And, um, you know, my first gig, um, my first break out of college, you know, I graduated from Humboldt state, which isn't really a design school at all. And, um, my first break, what got me in my, my first job was um, I entered the New Media and Vision Awards in San Francisco mm -hmm. and um, made this like really weird flash piece about uh, a puppy serial killer that was going around to people's houses and killing their dogs, which was like really <laughs> grim and dark and fucked up. And it was a you know, super ghetto flash piece and I was like filled my dad and I like sampled my aunt's voice and super weird. And somehow <laughs> I won best of show for this thing, like or best of web excellence or whatever. And nice. uh, that was back in, you know, 1998 or something. Hmm. And, um, you know, the creative directors of Virtual, the, my first company that I worked at, were there and happened to just kind of see my work and, and brought me in and, and flew me out to Bethesda, Maryland to, like, meet everyone and to work with them. And, and then, you know, I moved to London with the company and it was just like this whole 
kind of stroke of luck, really. But it's it all happened because I put my shit out there. You know, like yeah, I, I opened myself just... up, and you yeah. know, it goes back to my like most uninspired times is like when I when I closed the system. You know, when yeah, I closed yeah, down my yeah. system, um, that's when things weren't happening for me. But when I opened the system back up and share and reach out and give and receive, that's when things happen. You know. Absolutely. You're, I mean, you're putting it out there, you know, like you're, that's the thing. I think a lot of people might be missing it or don't get it is that you got to, you, you, you can't, you can't, the world can't buy what you're not, like they can't see that you're selling, you know, like, and it's not yeah. like it's, it's not black and white like that, but the idea that you're going out there and you're putting forth the action to do the project and you're, and you're putting forth the action to go out there and show it, even though you're not sure of it or whatever. You know, uh, it's that's the way you do it, and I, I couldn't agree more. I've met some amazing people, memorable people, memorable times. I've only done a couple of talks, but that just, it's been amazing. Like I can't wait to do more eventually in the future. But anytime I get an opportunity or a chance, I try to jump on it like quickly because it's so much fun, and you get to, it's like it's such a great experience, and I couldn't agree more. You get to meet the coolest people. And I think that just goes to show that even with the digital age, like we're still such social creatures, like where we rely on that like eye to eye front to you know person to person contact you know to to make really like uh standing uh experiences you know it's something that lasts longer you know which is which is rad and it's it's great to hear that and you're a bit of a hustler you know like you work hard you know right i mean i do work you, really hard you i mean yeah that's another thing we could talk about too i mean cuz i think we're that's one thing i i think you and i can kind of relate to on things is that you put in a lot of hours right <clears throat> yeah like you're not you're not afraid to work but i think it's probably because of, you love it though right yeah i mean there's there's the um yeah and i want to i want to um i want to step back for just a second and, and uh one more thing about social media before i get into this next answer um i'm a i'm a really humble guy and i i actually for the longest time was never really comfortable kind of touting my own work or like putting it out there like a lot of people totally. Are, share that same sentiment and they're humble and they feel like by putting their stuff out on Facebook or Twitter, um, it's kind of self-indulgent, you know, and and, um, and, it, and it's not, you know, it, it, and I felt the same way. And so I actually found Twitter to be the best one for me because the I best. could kind of hide and I could kind of be faceless and I could kind of totally. like, it's you know, limited. put out tweets that are like faceless and they're, and they're you know, <laughs> it, it was, it, was kind of acceptable to me. I was like, okay, this isn't completely self-indulgent. I actually had to make my own Facebook page, a Gmon Facebook page, because I didn't want to like loop work in with my personal life. Like I, yeah, I wanted yeah. like two different Facebook accounts because, yeah. you know, and it was okay for me to have a Gmon page and to, and to publish, you know, stuff about what I'm doing. That was acceptable, but it wasn't acceptable for me to do that on Bradley Monkowitz's Facebook <laughs> yeah, I, I have to do that too, actually soon. You know, it's, it's getting out of control. My wife's like, uh, "What are you? Who are these people?" <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. I need to separate business and and and, and personal shit. Yeah, and, and you're, and you're so, right though. Yeah, I think a lot of people are are feel like, um, you know that that it is self indulgent, and I and I I, I want to say to that that it's it's your work and. By putting Dude. your work out there and sharing, and of course we're all humble, um, you know, because that's just the way we are. But um, I, it's just really important to put your stuff out there and to use use the tools of social media to promote yourself. I mean, I learned so much from guys like Hydro and James White and you know Joshua Davis and Sarah Blake. You know, all these guys who are really huge presence on the um, 
on the social media scene and their careers are exploding because you know they have 15,000 Twitter followers and you know 5,000 Facebook likes and everybody knows their work it's it's just because they're so good at promoting it you know and that's kind of yeah. part of the hustle you know that's part of the game is <laughs> knowing how to promote yourself if you don't have if you don't have that identity then it's it's um you're not getting the most out of it you know, yes, I mean? so yeah. so going back to why I work so hard, I think I think why I'm feeling so invigorated. You know, I'm 37 years old, man. I'm not, I'm not. I should be slowing down. Like I should <laughs> be slowing down. And I I don't really, you know, I don't really drink caffeine either. Like it's all kind of just like this natural high. You know, I I, I was actually explaining this. I was actually on a, a call yesterday with Lynda.com, who's like a, a big tutorial site. Yeah, and, yeah, um, Linda. Awesome. And and I explained to them kind of like the three things that are keeping me more inspired right now at 37 than I've ever been in my career. And, um, I, you know, I might as well share this on this podcast is like, yeah, the do. first one is social media. You know, the first one is having an audience, um, to share your work with. There's nothing more inspiring than that. There's nothing more inspiring than, you know, publishing something and that, and that thrill of putting it on the web and tweeting exciting. about it, getting feedback. It's exciting. Like childbirth. Yeah. It's like giving, yeah, it's like it's giving like birth to, to your child, you know, it's like, just yeah. And it you out just there. like you, you do it and then you just can't wait for the next one. You're like, Oh my God, I can't wait to launch this like next thing. <laughs> yeah. And share yeah. it with people and, you know, and, and try to get it on the blogs and this and that, like it, it's exciting. You know, it's yeah. really, really, there's, there's, it's, it's good to get that feedback, you know? Absolutely. Um, the other one is is personal fitness you know is like i yeah. work out every day you know that's why i was a little late to this call i slept in you know i wanted to get a good night's sleep last night and um i slept in and i had to go to the gym this morning i had to get on the treadmill i had to get on the rowing machine you know i had to kind of stretch my back and and just kind of like you know i've been vegan for 20 years oh let's talk about that too late in a little bit too but what yeah. do you do what do you do at the gym because you know we talk a lot about jujitsu i've been trying to get you to, to do jujitsu but uh what do you what are you doing at the gym like i mean i just do like you know i'll set. roll in i'll do pull-ups sit-ups you know back bends um nice. you know i'll usually do like you know cables or you know the 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 pull downs or curls and then I'll jump onto the treadmill or the uh, rowing machine and do like 10, 15 minutes of that. So it's like usually like a 30 minute workout. It's all yeah. it really takes to like get my heart beating, you know, just get it going. And yeah, it affects you get my mood, you know, like it, it oh, affects yeah. my food. Um, you know, that, I can definitely that tell like, if I, yeah. And if I haven't worked out for a few days, my mood's not good. And then, you know, <laughs> we all sit at a chair all day. Yeah. And so that takes a lot of energy, you know, and like it takes a lot of like, you have to, you have to keep that mood healthy. You have to keep that energy flowing um, in order to like want to push your work, you know, like yeah. when you're 25, you don't really need it, you know, but uh, thankfully, you know, ever since Josh, I mean, I've probably been doing this, uh, you know, exercise has been a huge part of my life probably since 1990, I don't know, 97, 98 when I was in college, you know, so mm. I've been really adamant about that and it's been a really important thing to me um, and, you know, diet also as well and I think, um, I mean, vegan. Yeah, we'll I mean, get into the veganism in a yeah, little Yeah, I want to hear about that because, uh, you know, I'm yeah. really interested in that shit myself. I've been cutting yeah, out, that's... like, red meat almost entirely and, and trying to just kind of focus on – yeah, we can talk more about that later. But I want to hear your third one. But I think that's – I mean, th those are great points because we're not – intentionally – we're not intentionally meant to sit at a desk. We're not no. – we didn't we didn't evolve. Like, our brain evolved so fast that it can't keep up with our body. Like, our body can't keep up with our mind, basically. And so now we're just like – it's like this, like – skin sack vessel that you take around with you 
um, in this modern era. In this modern era, and if you don't take care of your skin sack, you're fucked. You're fucked. You really are. You're like you're gonna you're gonna get easily depressed. You're gonna become unhealthy. And 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 when you're when you're working in this industry, like that shit will destroy you like instantly. You know, like it'll destroy you. You'll be you'll be uh, you know roadkill basically if you don't take care of your body. Anyways, let me hear the third one that you'll you're, be roadkill in your skin sack. You'd be, dude, you'd be a skin sack on the side of the road. You just, just look like, like a dehydrated uh, fleshlight. <laughs> Did you say a dehydrated fleshlight? <laughs> yeah. You have been watching a Joe Rogan experience. I have, dude. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't promote that anymore, which is funny, but it was. It'd be the funniest thing when you'd have, like, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy, the guy's Tyson, is that his name? That crazy physicist scientist guy on, and he's like talking about the promoting the flashlight, and he got like one of the most brilliant <laughs> minds in the world, like right in front of him. And he's like, uh, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I love I that. Podcast. To it and I was like, what the hell is this fucking flashlight? <laughs> and then you Google it, you feel like such a dirty guy. I was like, oh <laughs> damn! I just love how they have like the different like. <laughs> it's different kind editions of genius in a way it's like they have like the different vaginas per the porn stars and so they'll be like yeah. oh oh yeah it's like play it's like playing cards for these weirdos dude it's awesome uh, yeah it's just it's just disgusting marketing but hey man you know it's just part of nature i guess in a weird way women women everywhere are just like uh god really <laughs> do that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right, sorry. The third thing that is your third thing is, is um, huh. yeah. So I think you know the first thing is is learning to promote yourself and building an audience. And the third thing is is your peers. You know, is to uh, um, establish friendships with people who are, um, you know, doing it and are, are inspired and on are your level on your level. You know, so it's like my or, network uh, of peers, man, is getting. You know, I I just am I'm in communication with some of the most prolific artists in the business today. You know, and it's like. There's nothing more inspiring than people that you're close with and that you know and share, you know, friendships with and to watch them just crushing it all the time. There's nothing more inspiring than that, you know? And so like some of my closest friends are also artists who are very inspired and very balanced and healthy people. And, you know, by sharing that now, and that goes back to the conferences as well. You know, every time I go to a conference, I'm usually meeting, you know, two or three new special people that become part of my life that I, you know, share information with and collaborate with. And, you know, it's just, um, cool. it's just really important to have that network of people, you know, and I think, um, it's you know, put, put, put those three together, you know, and you just, you, it's like a re really good recipe for inspiration, you know, and, oh, and, and one more is, um, is the use of reference, obviously. And so, um, yeah. I think, I, I think, you know, my point three and point one are kind of go together, but, you know, referencing is, is really, really important as well. And to, to know that you know, everybody references and nothing and nothing is really entirely original anymore. Right. And there's yeah. nothing wrong mm -hmm. with, there's nothing wrong with studying the masters. Like for instance, if you're, you know, look at dance students, right? First thing they're going to be doing is watching, you know, Michael Jackson and Prince and Gregory Hines and all oh, the greats fired. and emulating, you know, and learning. And, um, you know, I, I think that goes all the way till today, you know, like, Whenever I start a project, the first thing I do is, you know, for probably a whole day, I study and reference and, you know, read and, and look at, you know, thousands of images and collect and sort into folders. And, you know, I have a whole system down for all that. But um, it's just really, really important to use reference to inform and, and to optimize and to optimize your reference streams. So, 
everything kind of neatly fits into things and it's very accessible for you. And so, yeah, um, not, not even all visual references though, right? I mean, like, I think it's important too to, to do reading, you know, that's why I'm a huge book freak because like, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words. And then, you know, I think you reading, reading something inspirational can really just spur your mind into some just really crazy shit, you know, like just some, just reading what an author says from a century ago, that's really inspiring about how he perceived life back then will just throw you into a whole different like spectrum, you know, just I think is great. So I don't know if it, I mean, I'm, I don't know for you, but like for me, it's, it's also good to have not just visual reference, you know, but also have just reference in general. It's like you're going to the library basically, you know, like, yeah. Hey, Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> Let me cut in after like 38 no, minutes. No, <laughs> no, get out of here. We are having some bromance here. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, if, if, if you guys don't mind, uh, I'd like to go back in time for a second because we've been, well, you guys have been, and I've been just kind of listening to this, uh, talking about inspiration and um, all that. You know, when you first started up on this path back in like, what, 96, 97, who was that driving force, the spark that ignited it all, the love for design, for all, for what you are basically doing now? Like, was it, uh, was it someone close in your family? Was it just you being inspired by another artist and just deciding this is what I want to do with my life? Yeah, you know, it's. Um, Can you talk about that? Sure. I mean, I was in school from ninety, gosh, ninety-five to two thousand. Right. And I was in a small school in Arcata, California. So it was a little shielded from the, you know, from the industry. And, you know, the internet was just kind of starting to become a presence, especially, you know, late in the 1990s, uh, early 2000s was kind of when the, um, the flash boom was going on with Joshua Davis and Matt Owens, um, design graphic, Mike Young, James Weigrin, Anders Schroeder, all these cats that were kind of taking this like experimental design using flash uh designers republic the attic um all of these all of these were huge inspirations to me and i remember um you know i was i was lucky because the guys that i was studying like you know james weigrin mike young Anders schroeder um you know eric Jarlson, philip korber tom mueller all these guys um all these guys i ended up working with you know, at virtual. So it was, it was so crazy for me being, you know, a gosh, 26 year old kid getting out of school or 25, 24 year old kid. And, um, and going to work for these guys that I had been studying, especially design graphic, design graphic could do no wrong. You know? And I, I remember going to New York with all these guys and we had just started working together and we met Josh Davis for the first time. And he was so nice, you know, and so electric and, and helpful and collaborative and cool. And, um, you know, you, you put these guys on these like pedestals and you just think they're, you know, kind of like not even human in a way. And Matt Owens, same kind of thing. Like I, 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 Matt Owens was kind of my favorite, um, volume one. And, um, I just, I just remember like, I, I, I figured in my head that he kind of looked like James Bond or something. Like he was like this, <laughs> this ultimate man. And I, I meet him and, you know, he's a, he's a wonderful person. And he's like, you know, probably like five, five, you know, dark hair little skate punk dude you know like little rad <laughs> kind of like high-pitched voice skate punk rad kid you know and, and uh and i was just like holy shit like these guys are all just like me you know <laughs> like everyone's kind of <laughs> cool and normal and, and just kind of inspired and um you know so i think i think all of those guys were kind of my big inspirations and they it was um 
that was a that was an interesting period you know was um was you know the early 2000s when you know the web explosion happened and the bubble burst you know in 2002 and you know flash was out there and everyone was making these weird like flash narratives and there was like k10k you know caliber i think it was 10,000 and and uh you know 30 and all these like design blogs and and uh it was an interesting time you know i feel like um you know to be honest with you i feel like a lot of things in my career are just luck you know and i feel like i kind of graduated college at a really fortuitous time and entering the new media and vision awards and winning best of web was really fucking lucky and the two creative directors of virtual just had to be happened to be there and hired me and then i'm meeting all my heroes and they're all like fucking we're all just young we're all like 24 and we're just like so juiced you know and we're all just like we all just basically lived at the studio for like two years you know it's just like we had no lives we just like we're all just like these kids just freestyling together there was like 10 of us you know it was just like this amazing amazing you break though, right? you know you still, you still do that and i don't know if i i mean this is just my perception of it but i don't think it's necessarily luck i think that you attracted it and you made it happen you know that's my that's the way i look at it because you have an energy about you and that's why it was really important for me to get you on here is that you have a certain kind of energy that it's like an attractive attraction you, your energy is is a positive it's upbeat it's silly it's fun it's and i sexual. think that it's <laughs> super sexual you're just, you're just you, our text messages are just the most if my wife, i hope my wife doesn't like catch these and be like are you crazy? are you gay who is this guy who's this guy you're gay with over here <laughs> ash i thought anthony was your uh oh yeah well, anthony and i for sure yeah definitely oh. <laughs> anthony is like a he's like uh you have two mistresses <laughs> mr mr bros bro mistress. Yeah. <laughs> no anthony's like a long lost brother he's like a twin of mine it's it's amazing i freaking love that dude but i think with, with canadians with, are always always friendly peeps man yeah it's just great people uh it's just yeah they have like everything about america that i love but then all the things that i don't like about most americans they don't have it and there's there's like it's like they get all the good and not like a lot of, a lot of bad which is freaking awesome you're just yeah. up in canada right you just went up there and spoke yeah oh, well. I, mean, I, I i do a lot of work with the fitc conference probably yeah yeah so than any um other conference and uh yeah i was just up for their um toronto like a couple weeks ago i think and um yeah i i have you know both my parents are canadian my mom still lives in british columbia um so i i go up i was just actually up in uh british columbia maybe about a month ago uh up into maple maple ridge i think it was for an ayahuasca retreat and so that's oh, something shit. that's something that's that's very uh that's very oh. joe rogan that uh, is dude how was that how was that can you tell us a little bit about that yeah i mean dude i'm i um you know you're, you're into that shit. In Arcata, i went to school in arcata california right so that's kind of like world renowned for you know it's marijuana and mushrooms yeah yeah it's weed yeah yeah exactly and uh and mushrooms and so um you know i i as just kind of by default i just kind of like fell into that scene and um it kind of just you know i just i just really liked i like i like marijuana i like the way it makes me feel it kind of chills me out it's kind of another secret of of kind of just how i stay so even keeled and and i don't really ever really stress out about anything and um you know i i use thc on a daily basis at work and everybody knows it um it's not like i'm smoking joints or anything at my desk or anything it's you know i, I use it in a, in a liquid form mm. in a tincture 
so I like drop drop a bit in my teas uh, every day, and it just it just makes the, it just brings us like really it just like loosens everything up, and everything gets really relaxed, and it, it's just like a really nice. Do you have uh, days when nice you're not thing. able to do it? Do you have days where and what's the effect of that on you? Like, <clears throat> I mean, I I um. You know, a lot of people actually, and uh, sometimes like in uh, in girls that I'll date and stuff, they'll be like, you know, you're dependent on this. Like, this is <laughs> you need to uh, stop. And it, I don't feel like I am dependent on it. You. I feel like yeah. I'm the same person. You know, I'm the same person either way. But it's it's yeah. um it's just takes the 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 edge off yeah. of work. You know, and and the, like you know, I think. I think using THC is completely the same of having a glass of wine every night or you drinking a, a cup of coffee before you go into work. Like it's kind of the same thing to me. It's all natural. You know, it's like it's like you're either going to use a plant or you're going to use a bean, you know, like what's the difference, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But but I also got really big into psychedelics. And so, um, when did, you know, when did that happen? Was that as a kid or when you were growing no, no, up? In college, in college. In college. Okay, um, cool. I experimented in high school. Um, you know, with, you know, as, as normal high school kids do, um, you know, with LSD and, and mushrooms or whatever. But in college, it was like kind of a big mushroom explosion. And then later on, um, discovered DMT, which, which Joe Rogan actually talks about a lot. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's this, big into that DMT. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I am, I am too. I, I think, um, you know, I think our brain, you know, is it, I'm sorry. Is it as close as what, um, enter the void portrayed it as? In the beginning, because um, I know, you know, I, for me personally, no. Uh, my it's different my for every person. Anything like that. Um, my my visions are are way less. They're way less organic. They're more like geometric and electric and kind of. Um, it's like it's like something. It's so complex that I can't even fathom how I would even start to design it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably you know, like you, the, so, the human language came and just like language came and describe what it is, right? Like yeah, it, like too it, ru too rudimentary to, to explain like the experience. Yeah, I read um, on your site. I think uh, for one of your recent works where you had like the geometric shapes, uh, you mentioned like how. Lots of uh, psychedelic experience went into this, <laughs> and I wonder how much of that, like, is really—is it visual? Like, you really—you can close your eyes and you see that oh, yeah. in your. Oh, dude, you smoke—you okay. smoke DMT, and if you—if you keep your eyes open, like everything around you is just completely warped. Like, you can't even really—you can like make out things, like, oh, okay, that's a person sitting next to me, but they're so like. It's almost like a pixel stretch, you know, it's just like they're just warped completely. And then when you close your eyes, it's just like party time and you're like in a completely <laughs> different world. You know, ever since I started on that path, it's kind of changed my aesthetic a lot, a lot, like kind of dramatically, actually. And I, and I just kind of go back to how could it not? You know, yeah. you go back to yeah, look at the doors, look at the Beatles, you know, look at Pink Floyd, you know, like all of these, Dad, they hit all of these shit. early acts Ooh. are always, you know, quoting psychedelics and, and so many acts are today, too. And I just. Um, you know, I think I, it's a huge factor into in the creative process. Oh yeah. You know what what I gained from this uh, what I gained from this ayahuasca experience actually was that like, you know, I was it kind of like you know you're you're basically tripping your balls off for five hours, you know, and, yeah, and a yeah, lot of people yeah. get sick and and are puking. Right? I, I luckily didn't, but um, you know, you're just you're just you're just in this whole another world, and you know, obviously a lot of time for self reflection, and I just kind of like 
something told me that my like purpose is to like try to recreate one these things I'm seeing in my head because I'm seeing the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. And and so like my basically my my goal now is to in my personal artwork is to like continue to try to like recreate these things and so I'm I'm doing a new geometry series that's coming out soon and it's nowhere near like it's it's like 5% of like <laughs> what I'm Can- seeing but it's a start you know and I every time I'm doing these things it's like I'm my my tools are maturing a little bit where I'm kind of learning new things but I'm like nowhere near where I need to be to, in order to like recreate these things so I'm I'm just like working on it you know and and it's kind of like this um I'm kind of kind of passionate about it to try to like recreate it it doesn't look like Alex Gray you know it doesn't look like you know <laughs> a person with three eyes and this like beehive head you know it doesn't look like that either it's like very geometric and structural it's kind of more like um what you see like demo scene artists do when you like travel into like these infinite fractals and you're like in these tunnels and they're like humming at you and it's just like they're glowing and there's like electricity running through them and i could i could send you some examples uh of kind of what i'm talking about it's just a very um yeah. it kind of feels like home to me as strange as that sounds like i don't know why and my mother actually is is really you know she runs meditation workshops and she's been she's basically a shaman you know she's basically she's lived with uh native americans for you know for like three years on their, on their reservations in South Dakota. And she was like a pipe bear and she's running meditation and sweat lodges and all this stuff. And coming together, um, it's coming full circle. Coming you know, she's very spiritual <laughs> and very gifted. And, um, you know, when I told her that, you know, I'm, I'm seeing all these geometric shapes and I don't know really what they mean, but I did this ayahuasca and, you know, basically you know, like all these messages that they came from that were that you need to like create these, like this is your purpose and like, you know, yeah, like I'm, I'm since you meant have the tools to be artist. So. She's just like so into it, and she's sending me all these books on sacred geometry. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, so like, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of research going into this, and you know, there's been talk, and actually, Ash, is something we should talk. I mean, you know, this next Tron is like, sounds like it's going on, and like, you know, and 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 bum, Joe's bum, producer bum. was telling me that like, there's no way that Joe would do it without me, and you know, it's, it's probably gonna happen. And, you know, I'm probably gonna have to move back to Venice Beach for a while. <laughs> you know, like, all <laughs> and yeah. um, you know, and I just look at that and I think of that, and it's like, okay, I need to like, do it I to need the, to get to a place to audience. where yeah. like the geo is ready. You know, and like on yeah. on Tron Legacy, you know, we we touched on it, and and most of the work we did was geometric, but like, we just got to take this shit to a whole nother level, man. Yeah, like a whole nother practice. level where it's it's UI of course, but it's also like this geometry and if we can infuse like shamans and you know like yeah. kind of like really iconic that's what it is right that. i mean really that's what it kind of is it's like a weird digital psychedelic like experience you know didn't uh terrence mckenna kind of have this theory that um that we uh we evolved due to, to the exposure of psychedelics you know like the idea that we were exposed to it and then our brain mass grew like double within like a really short amount of time out of nowhere and there's like no like um like like archaeologists can't really describe like how it happened or whatever and he has a theory and it's not proven obviously but it makes sense i mean i've never done it i I mean i'm like 
I, I've never done anything really personally. Um, and I, was, I think it's more of a, you should, you should. Well, you I, should. I think, you know, eventually I, I'm, I'm 30 years old, you know, I, I'm a family man now I'm busy, but at the same time, I think, I, family. <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know, I think I grew, I grew up around the, the bad parts of drugs and, and drinking and stuff like that. And it was more of like, I'll never do that stuff because I have fear of ever becoming that kind of person. And the fear of it was what it turned me off from ever doing that kind of stuff. But the face but, your fears like in uh, no, definitely, definitely. There, there'll be a time when it, when I'm able to do so, you know. But I think, but but being exper exposed to people that like uh, like Bradley, you know, or like exposed to what like Joe Rogan, you know, like guys that are successful are still keeping their world together, are positive, are giving, but they're also experiencing something that you really can't experience through the day to day. I mean, there's a, there's main, like one thing I was always interested in, I'm a big fan of tool. I used to listen to tool a lot, uh, the band tool and Maynard is a big, he's really big into that same kind of stuff, psychedelics and stuff like that. And he, he said he would go on retreats and stuff like that. And he'd say he would, he would do it. And then he would come back to reality, the real life. And then he would try to, um, uh, achieve that same experience through real living. And I yeah. think he would do it through his music. And I'd go see Tool live, and I would see him. I don't know if he was tripping, or if he was using a substance of some sort. But man, that guy was like in a trance, and he's so powerful on stage. And he's just back there, just kind of in like a he's doing like a weirdly really weird breathing techniques and stuff like that back there. And, and so it's interesting to think about the idea of going to to do these retreats, kind of finding yourself within the universe, uh, exposing your your ego. Um, being humbled by your surroundings and then coming back and reachieving that same goal without the substance. So I think that's when it gets kind of scary when people get too reliant on the idea of using the substance to to um, create something, you know. And that's when it yeah. to me that's when it gets out True. of control. And it well, that's what like, my mom told me. She was like, you know, she's like, you know, Bradley, I don't need ayahuasca to go to the places that people go to. And that's what's up. That's you know, that's what's up. That's, you know, <laughs> that's some powerful shit right there. She's yeah, reached the so. next the next level. You know, like she's got. It's really difficult though to attain that. I mean, that's that's the big issue. It's, it's so much think, easier to so. just yeah. Which maybe it's like it's probably you know it's probably low exposure to the world that we are in. She's probably you know I don't know, I'm just guessing, oh, yeah. I'm just guessing 100%. but she probably doesn't have the crazy stimulus uh, emails and just uh, all the fucking the shit that we're just inundated with it's our choice you know obviously but uh, I, I think there's there's been like really re interesting stories and cases and stuff and, and things I've heard about like people that retreat into nature um, completely disconnect and then go back to nature uh, and reconnect with it like when I was out in Kauai for a week I went out to Kauai out for my 30th birthday or I wasn't on my birthday but I went out I, I, I showed you pictures right right Bradley yeah, and it was just uh, I went with one of my best friends, and I swear, dude, it was like when you dis when you shed your uh, your self of the material and uh, all the uh, the egotistical day to day um, like clean things, and you just go out and you're just exposed. And I'm I'm literally on the fucking side of these cliffs, and it just it goes on forever. And it's just like I'm thousands of feet up. I mean, I don't know how high. I'm so it's so high. And I'm right on the edge of the cliffs. There's these crazy winds, and I have to be focused exactly what I'm doing. That's what I thought when I was talking to you about all this stuff. I was thinking you should do jujitsu because jujitsu for me is all about the moment. <clears throat> because you cannot think about anything other than that moment. Because if you do, you're you're gonna get your arm broken or you get choked out or whatever, you know. And 
and the idea of that, um, the essence of being in that moment, and that's what I got in Kauai. It was like that very humbling, connecting to nature, and maybe that's what your mom does. Maybe she can connect to nature and 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 kind of, uh, you know, disconnect from from her、uh, human shell, so to speak. You know, you should check out Thoreau's Walden since you you've been getting into the nature versus、uh, man. Yeah, I just sent that to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just sent me the audio, and, and、uh, we share a lot of stuff,、uh, Bradley. If you want to get in on this, he he shares like a lot of really cool audio books and back and vice versa. And that's if you're ever interested in that stuff too, we just share like a Dropbox, just like really <laughs> interesting, like、uh, just stuff to feed your mind. You know, like that's、yeah. what, I'm, I've been kind of addicted since、uh, being closer with.、Uh, Igor and and Anthony, the, just their exposure to their love of the understanding of of film, and so I've been studying and just like just consuming all this like director's commentary. Just all, that's all I've been listening to. Like no music anymore. It's just like just hearing what these guys' perceptions and how they made their stories come true. It's just fucking awesome. So I don't know. What, I don't mean you listen to a lot of music, and I want to tell one quick story that I think is pretty funny to to lead into to music for you and all that stuff is. Uh, I kind of knew about you through、uh, David Rosenbaum, who was working at Digital Domain, the commercial、yeah. uh, mothership. And I went in there, and、uh, they introduced me. They walked me around. I was like, "Fuck, this is so cool!" You know, I, I just come. I was pretty fresh out of、uh, working at Prologue, and so I only knew Prologue. Prologue was the only company I had to work for prior to anything, and I'd never been in film before or nothing like that. And so I went there, and I was like, "Whoa, look at this motion capture studio!" So they made Benjamin Button and all this shit, and I'm just freaking out, you know. And, And then I think like I was like all super enthusiastic, and David like looked over at me. He's like, "Hey, you, do you know Bradley?"、And、I was like, "Who's that?"、And、he's like, "Gmuck."、And、I'm like, "No, who's that?"、And、he's like, "Oh, he's、uh, he came over, did this, this, and that."、And、I was like, "Oh, really? That's awesome." And then I then I、uh, then I kind of connected it because people I think would talk about you at Prologue, and then it was funny because、uh, they would describe you and <laughs> they say, "Yeah, he would come in." He'd put his headphones on, and then like everybody in the room could like hear his music, because <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would do like similar shit, so it was funny. I think that、um, it's like we're destined to make friends, you know, because I think we have a lot of similar similarities, like energy, and just we're like, I just really silly, you know. I think it's like why take all this shit too seriously, you know? If you do, like, what's the point, you know? But、right. it, it was it was funny though, like, and and so and and then they just kept, and then everything kept. Everybody was like, "Gmuck, Gmuck, oh, you should talk to Gmuck." I'm like, "Oh, okay, I gotta reach out to this guy." And that was when、Who's、I had emailed you. Who's this fucking Gmuck? Cloud in my <laughs> my brain waves, you know, like all these people. But it was it's 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 fucking funny as hell. And so to talk about music, I mean, you're obviously we share tunes.、Uh, we talk a lot about music. Music is a huge driving force for me creatively.、Yeah. Uh, I imagine it's the same for you. I mean, if you're ta- if you're fucking if you're if you're blasting out into the universe. <laughs> With your tea, <laughs> you got your fucking sick beats. You're probably like, whoa! You're well, probably in another dimension、uh, daily, you know? Yeah, I have a, I have a, you know, I'm big into Spotify now, so.、Um, yeah, yeah, you're. You know, I have a, I have a playlist for like the. It's funny, man. Like I have a playlist called Flight School, and、uh, and Flight School is all like the the psychedelic shit, like the kind of very ambient and kind of lots of like spacey synthesizers and like. You know, very gentle kind of like let's go into outer space music, and I actually listen to that basically when I want to like veg out and see shit, or when I'm writing treatments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, guys, for some reason, like listening to that kind of music and writing and like you know thinking in that way intellectually is is uh, it's good. It's good brain food. But when I'm like working and making and creating and kind of like building. 
building it's um it's usually like um i mean i love synthesizers man i love synthesizers and funk and uh and like progressive house and minimal techno you know and and uh yeah i go to my environment here, you know i i basically you know dance in front of speakers until the sun rises you know three three nights and when i'm at burning man every year and um you know yeah, awesome. yeah you're I'm really digging that man too. like i you know i i uh Burning Man's my my like hard reboot, you know. And I actually I actually took last year off, um, just took that that one year off, and I, I uh, regretted it, you know. I I feel like, um, and I felt this way when I got back from the ayahuasca too. It was like, you know, you just feel re rebooted. It's kind of like how you felt when you got back from from Hawaii, you know. And oh, it was um, amazing. Those hard reboots are so important, <laughs> you know. Like there's um, those are really know, hard. I, those are really hard to get back into it. Yeah, at least for me, it's like it's 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 like, yeah, it's hard opening that gate again and trying to get back into it. Right. Yeah, it's like yeah, you're trying I, to I, it's I, trying trying to enter the freeway when everybody's going ninety and you're at a straight stop and you have to merge and you just you gotta fucking go for it and it sucks and you're gonna get in an accident. You know, it's like you just gotta keep going. Hey, hey, Bradley, you know you mentioned ambient music. Are you um, familiar with Biosphere? Uh, is that a, a band or? It's, but, no, it's, it's just it's one 80s, man. It's an it's, 80s butt it's, rock band from the fuck. No. <laughs> Did you say no, butt it's rock? um Yeah, it's butt rock dude from the eighties. Biosphere, not butt rock. <laughs> no, no. He it, uh he does he does really, really, really just otherworldly ambient music. I mean I I'd send you some really I mean that's just amazing. And um that's yeah. I'm glad Ash I'm glad Ash brought up music because that I wanted to ask you about this too. Can you talk more about how are you uh, familiar with chris cunningham oh, yeah yeah shit <laughs> <laughs> i mean chris, See, yeah chris i'm is glad like dude right i mean that's the guy that's one of your favorites right yeah. do you know yeah. him personally no he, i wish he says that is just like sound just activates his imagination and it's yeah. just so true like when i listen to music for example ambient and like you say synthesizers big on that it's just something it's almost like it activates parts of your brain that give you those visuals of how you would imagine this music to play out in visual form mm. it's amazing can you talk more about how that how you uh, perceive music and how that works well you in know, your um... yeah i'll say this man i uh my older brother i grew up with um my dad was a piano player and um, my older brother was a drummer and i was also a piano player uh, growing up, my my, bro my older brother like huge influence on me. Um, you know, just listening to him drumming, and all of his friends um, were also drummers. And so it's a lot of tempo, a lot of like drumming and beats and stuff. Uh, growing up as a kid, and when I started to animate, you know, I was an I was an animator back in the day, like um, pretty big into flash animation. Then got was a big After Effects animator as well, um, and a big oh, editor as well. Yeah, and um, and I think music, for some reason, and I and I and I think it's just because of my upbringing. For some reason, editing in me, editing to music, um, was probably the thing, oh, yeah. the most naturally for me, out of any out of, out of anything, out of, out of any sort of design, any anything. It was always editing to music for me was something, something would happen, and and it would just like. These things would happen, and and um, and it was just really easy, 
It's easy to like, find the associations, associations almost. Yeah, and the tempos and, how you and manage, the shifts yeah. and, um, you know, when you're animating to music or editing to music and the music is pre-selected, um, there's something that happens, you know, and, and it's just, you just get, you get wrapped up into this and everything becomes so delicate and intricate and you can hear, you just hear all these small little things and, and it's so, it was so easy for me to put, to put visuals to all these like intricacies of, of music and beats and, and, you know, drums and synthesizers and, you know, guitar. And, and um, it's kind of like defined, it kind of defined my work for a really long time was kind of how, how it would be synced to the music. And um, especially early on, especially, um, you know, I would do the, these, these like motion pieces like the Finn movie or, you know, 211 or Transit 7 and, um, you know, really early on. And I was just, video was kind of my, my main palette. And I was a film major at, in college. I was a film and graphic design major, but film was like kind of my foundation. And, and um, you know, and I, I learned how to edit on the splicing table, you know, with splicing tape and, um, you know, really, really labor intensive, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? I have seen your earlier work, like, um, the really really early stuff like from 99 2000 and it's very much yeah it's like editing visual mm -hmm. connection yeah you know exactly it's just so did you ever drift away from that path of just like kind of editing to like where you did, did did you feel you relied too much on almost like syncing visuals that was to definitely, sound that was definitely my gig for a really long time and i think um you know, kind of give you a broader answer to that question. I think one of the things that I speak about a lot at these conferences, and it's kind of another one of my my secrets for staying inspired, is um, is staying diverse. You know, and and I've I've done, you know, I was a web animator, I was an After Effects animator, I was a graphic designer. You know, I've done live action direction, and um, I kind of jump around a lot. I don't really do just one thing. And I think the one of the things I always talk about is like I don't really want it's, it's one of my goals is to like G-Monk doesn't really entirely have a style, you know, like it's, it's kind of all over the place. And sometimes I'll do photo montages. Sometimes I'll do pure editorial work. Sometimes I'll make psychedelic art. Sometimes I'll make really high tech UIs, you know, sometimes I'll shoot live action, you know, and or do it, you know, direct a dance piece. And it's like, that's what keeps me going. And, and one of the things that's really important to me is to see the body of work in front of me on a grid and to really work hard to diversify, you know? So, you know, right now, the latest piece on my website is really techie UI for Oblivion, you know? And, and the next piece is gonna be all geometric print pieces. It couldn't be more different, you know? It's like really- um, Related kind of though, related. Three-dimensional yeah. stuff. And, you know, before Oblivion, it was a Fox baseball pitch that was all live action and projection. Oh yeah, I saw that. You know, before that was like really techie DNA strands, and before that was more op art. You know, before that was a really hardcore Flash website that I made and, and no one saw. And you know, it's it's um. Well, it's, it's cool really to see that you're doing to stay that. Stay diverse. Uh, so yeah. stay um, diverse I, keeps you fresh. Yeah, it keeps you fresh, man. And and um, you know, one of the recent okay. pieces that I did at the end of 2011, which is actually one of my favorite pieces that I've ever done, is um the Flash on the Beach titles, and and it was all dance, it was all choreography. Um, there was some light elements in it, you know, we built this light grid above them, but editing that, I edited that, and uh, me and my buddy Keith, who does all my music, um, he, we did the song first, and so the dancers could dance to it, but editing to that song, where the song was predetermined first, 
allowed me to catch all sorts of nuances in the sound in you know in the music and i i it's probably one of the best editing pieces i've done yet you know is just is the cut for flash on the beach was really synced with the sound and it kind of brought me back to 2002 and it was like oh this feels so good to do this you know and mm -hmm. yeah. um there's going to be there's going to be that again um soon i'm doing a, a really interesting projection mapping piece uh for bot and dolly and i want to try to get the sound set kind of while we're shooting it so i can cut this thing to the sound and have all those nuances again and um you know it's it's you you want to do it live pretty much yeah you know live. and um you know hopefully cool. that all works out but um i'm pretty excited about this project it'll probably be out you know by the end of june and um it's probably one of the cooler things I've worked on. And um, and hopefully, you know, I always say this and and, uh, and everyone always says this as well, is like whatever's on your site, you know, whatever whatever's your latest piece is what people are gonna call you for. So I'm getting all sorts of calls for UI right now. And um, <laughs> UI is tough because it's, uh, it's kind of soulless in a lot of ways because yeah, it doesn't so. really have emotion tied into it. But at the same time, um, it is very nuanced and it's very graphic design you know foundation and i love grids and i love i love type and i and i love kind of mixing these things in this techie world and this really i like really ornate ui design too like i really love the detail and um you know it i've been doing a little bit of that work at autofuss as well but it's been for usability and i don't find it as as fun it's not really it's not really rewarding to me when when i make a ui that's like super usable and functional like it, it there's it's okay, but I actually find a lot more reward in just making really gnarly, highly detailed graphic design that just has all these layers and all these intricacies to them. Um, yeah. That's more rewarding to me, even though it's not usable. <laughs> you know, like it's now yeah. it's more yeah. like for example, porn. You know, and and I just yeah, like it's it. visual porn. Yeah, visual, it's visual porn. porn. Yeah. I just want you to expand upon something before we veer off the topic. When you say you know you you jump around now. That's that's because you've really really learned and grasped the tools that you're able to do that. When you were learning the tools, like I don't know, when college and when you were beginning, did you go about it like the Kubrick way when he would just lock himself in a room or something, just just stressing over and obsessing over the subject, learning everything? for five months or something, you know, so you could grasp it before you could even do any kind of art with it or any kind of creative stuff. You know, this is something I'm really interested in. How did you approach learning the tools? Yeah, like you when know, you first started. Was it, just, was it just baby steps for you? Yeah, was you know, the first thing, the first ones I learned was Photoshop and After Effects. Uh, and I kind of learned them at the same time and I was a student at college and I basically, yeah, locked myself in the computer lab. Um, I was kind of a weird, I'm a weird kid in college, man. I would always wear like, I would always show up at school in like sweatpants and, and t-shirts, <laughs> and you know, kind of like sleep in, sleep in the computer lab a lot. And I was kind of that like grimy kid, you know, who was just like but I always the there and didn't really have a life at all. And I was just kind of like always stoned and like learning, and and uh, it was kind of I was kind of a weirdo. But but yeah, I, I completely immersed myself in learning these tools because I, you know, it was very new at the time, you know, it was all very, all the tools were very new. This is like, you know, 1995, 1996 and, um, you know, Photoshop 
3, you know, <laughs> you know, in After Effects 3.1, you know, and it was all just like so rudimentary and computers were really slow and they were all like these gross like Mac 8600s, you know, power PC, whatever. And um, yeah, I would just, I would, I would grab a book, you know, grab the Photoshop manual, not the manual, but like the quick starts, you know, and the Photoshop yeah. quick starts and I would read these things and uh and just yeah lock myself up kubrick style and just really learn them and um finally when i felt like i had grasped the tools enough then i would make a creative project on my own and i'd be like okay i'm just gonna like put myself through the ringer and just do this you know and just and just do it and make mistakes and fuck up and learn from it you know and i feel like now um i feel like now it's a lot easier to learn these tools because there's so many resources there's so yeah. many schools oh, yeah, that are specialized and there's so many tutorials and digital tutors nomon lynda.com you know grayscale gorilla andrew kramer i mean it, it goes on and on and on and on and it's just like you can learn anything and i i feel actually i'm a visual learner man like watching these videos is so much more helpful then yeah. um 100 and i just love the feeling of learning a new technique like for instance when i something happened and i figured out kind of how to make this artwork that i'm making now in maya and and i you know i learned this like uv mapping um you know i watched a uv mapping you know video and then i learned how to make shapes that glow and light other shapes up and um and then you know and then i learned how to make this geometry and then i started to you know collaborate with code artists who would kind of like do a lot of the modeling for me and um, you know, it just kind of, you know, perpetuated into this like new discovery. And I just, I'm a natural learner, man. I love to learn new things. Um, and, and it just like, you know, you learn this new technique and then you kind of like infuse that into a project. And then you, you know, you learn a different technique and a different software and this and that. And, you know, you get to an age, and I'm, like I said, I'm 37 and I'm, you know, I've always wanted to learn Houdini, but I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm just going to kind of focus on. Uh, being a designer, it's it's kind of my path, um, you know. But I've worked with Houdini artists. I see its power, you know. I've I've always kind of wanted to learn processing as well. I see its power, um, you know. Right now, I'm trying to learn Maya a little bit more so I can kind of do new things. It's kind of like Ash learning ZBrush. Like I see that combination being really powerful, and I I do feel that like I have this debate with people a lot about. You know, they're like, tools are irrelevant. It's all about your concepts. And I disagree, man. I think tools are very relevant. You know, whatever, you know, for instance. You could, yeah, you could sit and concept a house in your head, but without a hammer, good, you know, you're good luck. Yeah, yeah good luck, you know. And, and I and I look at like, you know, my friend Adam Swab, who's very yeah. design-based, and a very, smart. very talented designer, but his yeah. tools, you know, he has basically mastered Houdini. Scott oh. Pagano, same thing, is yeah. a designer has mastered basically Houdini and V-Ray, you know? And it's like, those are like the two most powerful tools you can really master to create like really highly detailed, gnarly, you know, CG with a beautiful renderer. You know, these are really powerful tools, you know? Working with Nimoy was the one that kind of shed the light on, you know, holy shit, like open frameworks, doing things that cinema couldn't do, that Houdini couldn't do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's he's just a, like, he's a coding shit. guy, right? He's a coding guy, right? So, oh yeah, he's a he's a programmer and he can do crazy yeah. shit, you know, and yeah, and then, you know, awesome. watching Dilu work in Cinema 4D and just like how much he had mastered that and V-Ray and you know, look what he's doing now, you know, with you know his Flying Lotus video is amazing, you know, and just yeah, yeah, really incredible. It. It's um, for him. You know, really incredible grasp of the tools. You know, obviously these, these all these guys are very very conceptually strong and um, you know are are very very you know aesthetically. Um, 
accomplished people who understand good design and, and uh, you know, filmmaking, you know, they're, they're all very, very trained in many different things, but their tools are also empowering them to go to completely new levels, you know? So, yeah, um, you need, I you think, need both I think, worlds. you know, my, my dream personally actually is to, you know, take two years off and to go back to school and to like, but like, not like theoretical as much, but like actually like to go back to like school and like learn some tools, you know, and like learn some new A trade tools. school. Yeah. Trade school. Yeah, and to like, and to, and to see what happens, because like you know, like going back to to shaman time, like my purpose is to like recreate these psychedelic images in my head. It's like fuck, I'm gonna need to learn some more powerful tools, you know, like yeah, yeah, theoretical <laughs> shit. I'm gonna do this, shit. like and do this right to like where it's true to like what I'm seeing. Like I'm gonna have to learn some new, you know, more powerful tools because yeah, yeah. what I'm seeing in my now, head is nowhere near what I, what I'm doing, you know. And and so um, I always look at Andy Gilmore's work too, and I'm just like, oh my god, like is this illustrator like is this guy like so far like beyond illustrator like he's just is it scriptographer like what is how is this guy making this stuff you know like yeah perhaps it, you'll get it, there perhaps you'll get there and you're and then you'll have another you'd go do another uh, escape and it'll be different even more elaborate you know so it's funny yeah. like you might be chasing this your entire life which is cool it might be a way for you to kind of kind of because you have you're you're a rare specimen in society that you have the ability to use utilize tools that you know what I would want to say 0.2% of the populace understand at the <laughs> level that you are you know it could be to be honest you know like not a lot of people understand Maya not a lot of people are going to go f as far and as deep into the rabbit hole as you have been and so the idea that you can go and spin off and go do your uh, escape and and, and not escape but you go do your experience with ayahuasca and stuff and you come back and you try to capture that and then convey that to a, a broad spectrum like the internet a broadcast system it's fucking pretty cool man like it's hmm. it's i mean it's it's what a beautiful era like we talked about in the beginning what an amazing era we live in like amazing yeah. anytime i like might like I, I heard like my daughter said i'm bored the other day and i'm like what is bored what is that what is the word bored i was like messing with her you know i just messed with her and she was like oh dad there's nothing to do i'm like oh my god <laughs> yeah i haven't been bored and it made me laugh because i haven't been bored since i was like i hadn't said that i've been bored since i was probably like eight or nine years old or something like that you know yeah if you're bored you're not using your resources correctly <laughs> oh yeah yeah and as an artist now or as a student and i see a student like not succeeding i'm like dude like how could you not you know and i and i want to go back to what you said like when you were in college you were like the weird kid that like slept in the fucking thing and did it dude and and i want to say to you i want to say and i'm not sure i might be talking out of my ass but how many of your graduating class are at the level or do the amount of work that you do you know, it, it's it. Sometimes I think it's not necessarily the school or the the system or anything like that. I think it, it just comes down to that person. Like you are obviously very inquisitive and interested in the world around you, very curious, and you're willing to put in the work to do it. That's a, a lethal combination. A talented person with the, the the with work ethic is fucking lethal. Like really it powerful. To, it all comes down to commitment, man. It's like it's Fuck all yeah. about. Your you know, you can do anything now, if you're committed to it, you know, like you yeah. really can, you Absolutely. really, really can. And you can't, you know, a lot of people will, um, you know, they won't commit themselves to it and they'll just kind of like, oh, well half that's, you know, they'll, oh, they'll half ass it. Oh, that's been done before. Oh, that's been done before. What's the mm -hmm. point? That's yeah. not, you know, that's not commitment, you know? And, and, um, you know, 100%. I was just really committed you know, a couple, you know, I went to a very small school and, and especially back then it was very, very small. So the pond was very small. 
um, but the people that did that have made it, um, and 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 a lot of them have, you know, a lot of them have, but all of the people that have made it were the ones that were committed. And um, you know, one Obviously. of my one of my best friends from college lives in Seattle, very very talented, is Isara Isara Willens Comer. He was kind of like the next gen, you know, after me. Um, was kind of the other weird kid in the computer lab sleeping there. He was more of like a he was a photography major, so he was like always in the dark room. But we were like these freaky kids that were always like making shit together and so inspired. And we were roommates, and we were just like we were. It was like electric, you know. We just like wanted it so bad. We wanted it so bad, and and um, you know, it, it just all boils down to commitment, man. It's just it's just the the, the time and energy you put in. Nothing comes easy, you know. And think, some yeah. people are, you know. Let me say, let me say this, man. When I when I arrived at Virtual in London, like I I moved to London, and you know I'm the only American kid in a studio of 20. It's all Germans, Danes, Swedes, Brits, you know, like all people. And in cool. Europe's like design culture, especially in Scandinavia, Swedes, Danes, um, are just like they they grew up on that shit. Like that's so a part of their culture. Yeah. And I was like. 10% as talented as these guys, like from a raw talent perspective, like 10% as well. It was like I was I was just as hungry as everybody, right? But I wasn't like how old were you at that time? I was like 25? 20. Yeah, 25, 26. And um So you were just straight out of school. Straight out of school. Oh. And uh and like these guys were like had these they went to like design schools, like Hyper Island and like, you know, Copenhagen Media Academy and like they have these amazing you know educations and they were like natural graphic designers and I came from like this shitty little program in Humboldt State you know and I was just like what the hell but you know by the end of it you know by the end of the the year and a half that we had with each other two years that we had each other virtual I wouldn't say that I was equal to these guys but my commitment to it my commitment to learning and to you know take all of the energy and knowledge that they had and infuse it into my own flavor. Like yep. I really, I mean, that was like the most educational period of my career. One of them, yeah. um, you know, and I just, I had that commitment and dedication. And I was also a weird kid in London, you know, like sleeping <laughs> at the studio. It was like, the, it was like the same thing all over again. I was like sleeping at the office all the time, constantly doing personal projects. Like, dude, was, we're like, just, yeah, that's exactly prologue. That's exactly prologue that yeah, year. And that's what exactly. I actually love about prologue is that um, you know, everyone whines about how they treat their people. It's like, it feels like school there. You know, it's it, rough. It's rough. It's really, you got to put in the hard work, you know, you got to put in the hard work, but like, it's boot camp. Yeah. Boot camp. <laughs> you think about like, think about Ilya for a second, you know, like working mm. under Danny Yao and Kyle and how good has he gotten? And think about Paul Mitchell and how good he's gotten and yeah. Henry Hobson and basically anyone in, and, uh, the, the new guy, the German kid, uh, Daniel Klon. You know, yeah, think yeah. about think about these dudes. They they go in there, they put in the time, and it's it's exactly like the experience I had at Virtual. It's they're they're doing it because well, they're doing it because they want to. At Prologue, you kind of have to, but, um, <laughs> but don't but, get in but, trouble but, now. <laughs> you know, but they're but they're uh, they're doing it because they want to. You know, and yeah, and yeah. think about like all like the the interns that roll through Prologue and how good they get just by working with Ilya. You know, yeah, and, and Ilya is probably one of my favorite designers. He's like yeah. the one, the most amazing designer that nobody knows about, really. Oh it's God, funny. it's funny, and it drives me nuts. But at the same time, I just that's his style, though. I think he's so he's well. Ash, so, we'll have him here. 
I don't think so. He would never probably do that. Like, in... is is he too big? Kind of like is he? No, he's just. It's he's not his really... style. I think. I mean, that's a, that's what I think. I mean, I don't know. You know, I know I know him just. From Maybe he'll with... listen to this podcast and he'll fucking get himself a website. Uh-huh. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would Dude, break if, the, in- if, the internet. Yeah, if Ilya if Ilya came out with a website, it's like it would break okay. the internet. Everything that you so love you mean- in the prologue is is it's got, it's got he's got some kind of his hand in it. That everything that I, that I loved about prologue, I finally figured it out. I was like, whoa, okay. Like the things that I really attracted myself to uh, design wise, and so I was like, oh, this is one of the this is the like the the, ma- the mama bird right here. <laughs> this guy is the beast right here. Top three best designers I've ever, top five best designers I've ever worked with. Hand yeah, down. I agreed. Uh, and down, and yeah. I mean, you know, he's been taught by the best. You know, let's let's talk about Danny Yount for a second. Yeah, you know, yeah like, Danny's Danny Yount, like it is so clear. Guy. It is so clear. Um, Get him on the podcast you know, soon. Where Ilya has gotten his foundation from, you know, and, and um, you know, Danny Yount saw this kid with talent and took him under his wing and basically created this fucking super like, child. <laughs> super child, yeah. He's he's like this. Yeah, he's extraordinary. He's well, yeah, because he came, in, he came in as an editor. He came in as an editor, and I think that when I see his work too, and I, when I also when I see Danny's work, like you could have a, you could have ten projects come out that have the same look and feel, but you'll know which one's Danny's because Danny's has that he puts so much love into each frame, like the the way that he finesses everything. Like you can all, tell all it's the Kubrick obsession, the nuances. Yeah. yeah, and Danny really has that insane hard work ethic. I can't wait to have him on the podcast too. I just talked to him yesterday. It's going to be a, a, another amazing one because he's a guy that has has just a wealth of, of experience and knowledge. Oh man, I don't really mean to interrupt, but you've gotten me like on fire with questions, burning with questions right now. <laughs> easy, bro. Easy. <laughs> No, 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 I have to. I have to ask these questions. Okay. Otherwise, and I, people need to hear this shit. Because I want to go back quickly to when, um, Bradley, you got out of school and then you got into virtual, right? And you say the commitment. Okay, now, when when you got out of school, like, was when you first got to virtual, once you saw all these driven fucking guys, is something that rubbed off on you and just really inspired you tenfold to work harder to level up in in some way or did you already have that mentality pretty much all your life or out of someone's inspiration well i didn't i didn't really know i went to college i went to humboldt state actually as an oceanography major um i was a big i was big into scuba diving i went to like this marine science camp when i was uh, an early teenager i ended up being a camp counselor there um, and so I was actually, I, I wanted to be an oceanography student. And, um, oh, when I, when I, so you had like no intention of ever even, I mean, I was artistic. I was always artistic. I was always drawing as a kid. I was always, I played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. I, I thought of a lot of like really fan, you know, fantastic creatures and dragons and monsters and, you know, was big into that stuff. And so I was always a creative kid. Um, but I just didn't know, like, if I wanted to be an artist, like, I didn't think I was good enough, you know, and I just was like, oh, I did a lot of ceramics in college or in high school. Um, that was really inspiring for me, but I kind of was like, oh, you know, maybe science would be good for me. I I didn't know what I wanted to do, you know, I was kind of a lost. (laughs) Did you feel a lot uh, of doubt? Yeah, you know, I just didn't know that, like, you could make a career out of being an artist and I wasn't really exposed to anything. This is pre-internet, really. I didn't, I just wasn't really that educated about what my options were. So I kind of went to, I went kind of went to school and it was really cheap at Humboldt state it was state school. And, um, and it was, wasn't until like my first like oceanography class that my teacher like would look at my graphs and be like, dude, like, 
this isn't normal. Like people don't take this much time into like making their charts look this nice. Like this isn't normal. You should take a graphic design class. This is weird. And I was like, all right. So I, <laughs> awesome. that was, and that was actually like what introduced me to graphic design because I was, I like cared so much about like the integrity of my charts and I would like grid them out really nice and like spend hours and hours <laughs> and hours drawing oh, them yeah. and like making all my points all plotted perfectly and all this shit. And, um, yeah. and that's kind of what got me into it. Um, and then, and then, you know, and then once I started discovering the digital tools, it was like, holy shit, like, this yeah. is like, so, this is like, so cool, you know, like, this was, this was, it was like, it was, I just thought, you it, found what was possible with it, you yeah. found out what was possible, you know, when the first time I learned Photoshop, I was freaking out, and the, and the first time I learned After Effects, I was freaking out, and the first time I learned that you can, like, shoot something, and then bring it into a computer, and, like, work with it, was just fucking, like, blew my mind, like, oh my and then, and then, and then it just, yeah, I kind of got out of control and I was like, you know, making cartoons and, and then I learned flash and, you know, linear, you know, frame by frame editing with splicing tape on the, you know, the, the slicing beds and flash were kind of the same thing to me. Flash was frame by frame animation. Flash um, so it all kind of made sense to me for some reason. And so I, it was, I was kind of like this weird, like I had this film background. I liked, I liked narrative, but I also liked this like frame by frame animation and I kind of mashed them all together. Um, you know, we and see that uh, in your work, though. we see that in your work still, like on your site, like it's, it's a culmination of all these different loves, you know, which I think yeah. is important. Like you said, diversifying your, your, your palette, your experience will just make you stronger. Mm -hmm. you know? I yeah. Think. And, and I, you know, and, and I, and I see that in, in a lot of like for you, if for instance, Ash, you know, you're very, very talented at doing UI, but you also love illustration. You also love storytelling. Um, you know, you're, you're definitely not a one trick pony at all. Like there's a lot of different skills that you have and you're developing them, them all at once. You know, you're so doing... much fun, so much fun. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's just like this world living in our heads and it's about exposing them, like saying like, look at this, I have this fucking crazy monster in my head. Let me draw it for you. <laughs> Cause, and even this yeah. like shitty ass drawing done through the translation of my hand from my eyes is so shitty, but here you go. <laughs> like it's almost there, you know? And that I think with your escapes, or not your, with your retreats to, to the ayahuasca thing and trying to achieve that thing it's like it's beautiful to me hearing that it's just it's fucking it like makes me amped up because you're doing exactly what i think all the the right artists are doing they're just they're just saying hey i, I love this stuff that's going on in my head i'm just trying to i'm just trying to expose it to you i'm just and i think the the, the most honest and raw and, and talented people that do that are the the have the loudest voice in, in in history really you know because they're just like just being really raw about it and saying like look this is me this is my ideas this is what I'm trying to do like think about I always think like what really fucking messes my head up I think about like guys like Da Vinci like what a crazy fucking guy like seriously in the era he lived in talk about diversity. Like, Oh my God, like in the air, like I'm just so thankful to understand, to even think that a guy at his level even existed. Because if you can think about, if you, like if you could really sit back and, and just like disconnect yourself from what, like the world that he lived in, like he was considered, that was like witchcraft. He had to like write shit backwards and upside down and do like shit in the dark and the secret just to, un he was so curious, you know, like what a fucking, biz like how crazy is that? And, and, a, and a mind that powerful in today's age, it's just like, dude, you are just unstoppable, you know, like the power that you have at your fingertips is just ridiculous, you know? Yeah, I want to I want to say one thing that I just thought of as, as we were talking about Da Vinci is, is is a lot of like a lot of children now. I mean, you could you could say look at and, and there's a horrible example, but just, just use this. Remember, remember Friday 
Friday, Friday. You know, Jessica Black or whatever the fuck, right? The movie? No, 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 no. The, the, that the music song. video? Yeah, the music video. The, like, the horrible. With the little ki- with kids. Friday, yeah. Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah, seen it. No, go ahead. It's like, it's, like, you. it's like this internet sensation, and it's like this horrible song that this high school girl is singing. Um, it's, 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 it's horrific. But my point with this is that these tools are becoming accessible to children now, right? You could theoretically have a 14-year-old with a green screen in his house shooting video on a 5D or, you know, or a fucking, yeah, yeah. you know, or a scarlet even and, and green screening and compositing and making things like the tools are accessible to anyone now. Star Wars and, tools, yeah. Star Wars. You know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Rudimentary like, Star Wars tools, yeah. And there's going to be, you know, there is a hundred Ilyas who are all 14 right now learning uh, the tools. So you scary. know what I mean? There's like, a, there's like an army. And so, so I think that, I think I will say this, that as, as you, you know, and what you said, Ash, about everyone's unique. Like I talked to my therapist a lot about this because it's, it's impossible not to be competitive with your peers. It's impossible. We're all artists. It's impossible. Yeah. And what I need to keep on telling myself is that everybody's unique. Everyone has their unique voice. And we should just cherish everybody's uniqueness and everyone's individual voice. And we should all just oh, cherish yeah. it and feed That's off nice. it. There should, there, there, you should, and, and, but I need to like self-talk myself. Like, so I have this like natural I do too. I do too. competitiveness yeah. that's just like, oh fuck, that's so sick. And then I'll like, you know, <laughs> doubt comes in and this and that. And I just have to like check myself and be like, no, oh dude. my God. It's a reptile you know? brain, dude. That's a reptile brain. That's like, that's the, that's the yeah. shit that ruins our country. That's the shit that ruins the world. When people get like all tribal man like you know and just like that's mine you know it's like fuck that dude like expand your horizon you know like give yeah. share like be uh humbled by the the idea that you're not special like you're not gonna be like as significant as you might think you are and like everybody else is just as good as you if you think about it and you just gotta you gotta give you know like and, and mm-hmm. as a collective like as humans like we're not we're we're social creatures you know like it's so important for us to thrive and, and to survive properly is to be social, you know, and uh, to connect with people. And like this podcast is like, I think uh, it's gonna probably be one of the, my favorite things to do. Like one of my favorite, my most proud things I can imagine. Like this conversation, like this thing right now is getting me so excited. It makes me so happy. And I used to Same live- here, Ash. <laughs> exactly. And, no, I, and I really, really, love, really. And, I, and, it's, it, and I've gotten nothing but love and, and constant emails and lots of uh, Twitter responses and stuff like that. Just like, love it, thank you so much. And like, and having somebody as, as, as significant as you, Bradley, on, it's going to be so uh it's going to be great it's going to reach out to even more people and i think that that what i'm getting back down to is like i could sit all day and do photoshop shit or or, or do some cinema 4d or learn maya or zbrush and, and and do like pretty pictures and shit but honestly what's going to make me more proud is is doing this kind of stuff like real talks about stuff about talking about hey it's not fucking easy uh, you have to work very hard, and it. But it's all about giving, and it's. And, and if we can somehow like help the future generation understand them, maybe a different path, and and help like the way that people perceive things mentally. Oh man, it'd be so great. Because like that's one thing I hate about a lot of this stuff in the industry now, and I find it within myself a lot. Is it's fucking competitive, but it's cut competitive at a cutthroat rate that is just very uncomfortable, you know. And that's yeah. why, like, I'm I'm really excited. Like, I, I kind of shed a little bit of light on it with you about the stuff with Mondo. Is Mondo is that print thing, and for me, it's like it's so exciting because Mondo feel to me feels like you, you get to back to the core of what a fan a, a real fan of a film is, and it's not like uh, like a big corporation putting together a big poster for a movie that they need to get their money back on. It's like you get you're reaching out to true fans, true artists, 
and you're having them do like a personal piece on what moment of the film that they loved most and and and, and it sparks a whole nother like realm of oh. fandom which i love and i think it's so cool and i'm trying to tap into that because i honestly i get a little bit exhausted with the drama and the the bullshit business behind motion graphics behind movies behind all this shit and it's like and perhaps it's maybe I've I've experienced some harder shit or just I've had some fucking run-ins with some bullshit, but it can get really exhausting, you know. And it's uh, we've talked a lot about the good sides, a lot of the uh, the successes and the, the good things of it. There is also a very hard part of this industry, a very a very cutthroat, shitty side of this stuff that is important to shed light on, to expose people to not to hopefully not make the same mistakes. You know, do you have a couple of things that you would like to say about anything like that? You don't have to name names, obviously. I don't want you to get in trouble. No, you know, to be honest with you, man. Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't really had too many like sabotages. Oh, that's the weed then. That's you, you know. It might be a weak thing. <laughs> you chill. That's awesome. Um, I haven't. No, to be honest with you, and and I, you know, Great. always got along with Kyle Cooper. I always got along at Prologue, Ian Dawson. Like I never had any sabotage there. Um, I, I honestly have not really had a lot of sabotage in my career. Um, and, and 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 this is the other thing. And, and this is and I saw this posted on Motionographer recently. I don't know if it was you Ash that posted it or maybe it was Bran. Um, one thing that's really really important. I think uh, for artists is to be able to show their work, right? Yes. And, let's talk about that. Um, it's very important because we have and to be so about what I do is what I do um, is I make that shit up like clear right from the get go. Like I won't sign a contract if there's like you know ownership clauses like that. Like I won't do that, right? You know, yeah. and 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 so. What's it's your like, system you, of dealing with that? What, what do you do? And do you have something like, I think I'm going to try and release an uh, actual a contract for everybody to use from just for me. It's like avoided, like open-ended, you put your name in there and it says basically like it's, it's giving people back their rights as artists, you know, do you have like, do you have some kind of like counter thing that you send them or do you have I mean, like, just basically truth, like, man, take that I'm out and I'll sign it. I'm so like open heart kind of guy, you know, like I'm, I, I trust people probably too much. And it wasn't until I worked with Jake Sargent, who, um, one of my dear friends who uh, lives up in Portland now, and we worked on Tron together. We worked, we worked on a bunch of shit together. Super nice guy. Yeah. Super sweet guy. And uh, he's very laced up on the addendums and on the contracts. And I just kind of looked at his setup, you know, like we all learn from people, right? Like we just, I, I, the people that I work with, I always take you know, things from everybody. And, and I kind of infuse it into my own game. And I learned so much from Jake. Like he's, he was so influential to me uh, working with him on Tron and at DD. And uh, the, the couple things that I learned about from, from him was, was to be like laced up on the, on the contract front. And I don't, and he had like a lawyer and he had like addendums written up and he was like all fucking all tight with it. And I, I kind of just go on like relationships. So I'll like, yeah. Sit down with the person and I'll look them in the eye and be like, I have a website, I have a brand, it's important to me. Mm. You know, it's the most inspiring. I will do better work for yep. you guys I can knowing show it. that I'm able to show this. If I'm going to do like some top secret project that I'm never going to be able to show, it's going to be it. way more difficult for me to do my best work because I'm not, it's like, it's like, what good is it to do a beautiful painting if you can't show anybody the painting? You know, it's exactly. Like, and I hate when people don't understand that. It kills me because I'm like, dude, it's like I'm creating a child here with you. I'm recreating something beautiful. And in like you said it perfectly, you'll invest everything you have. You know that you have to take it to the level where you release it as your own brand and you show it to the world. 
And when people don't understand that, it, it fucking kills me, you know? Like yeah. when I have to, like when I have to argue with people about it, it's like really, and I just, I just can't do it. I just, I turn down, turn, I've turned down numerous jobs because of it. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's just like it's dude, important to, 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 you got to know your wealth though. Right away, and yeah. you know, and it goes back to like integrity. You can't be afraid. You can't be afraid to like be honest with people. You know, you have yeah. to be honest yeah. with people. Um, you need to know and, your wealth. You know, if, yeah. you, if you don't, if you don't say all the things that are like popular and acceptable, it's okay. You know, you need to like, okay, look. I mean, we, you know, Ash, I know you've been reading Deepak and and um, you know, hell yeah, and, he's like, a at the end man. of the day, at the end of the day, and this is you know what I talk to my therapist, my therapist about a lot too. At the end of the day, you know, you need to love yourself first and foremost. Number one, um, yeah, if yeah. you're not happy and if you're not peaceful, then everything else falls apart, right? Yeah, and so, yeah. it kind of as, as an artist, I take on that mentality as well. As, as an artist. I don't care what company I'm working for. I don't care what company I'm working for. I look out for number one. Like I look out for myself first and it's not yeah. selfish. It's just, it just goes back to loving yourself. It's like, you got to take care of yourself and as, as an artist and make yeah. sure that, you know, you can do the things that you want to do and that you want to publish the work. It's stuff that you need to take care of right away up front. And if it's not acceptable and if it's not something that's going to happen, then don't do the work. Like, don't yep, do it. Yep. I mean, if you need the money and this and that, whatever, and, and it's a relationship thing, then yeah, but usually you should take care of yourself and make sure that you can publish that work because, you know, right now in the, in the age of the internet and social media, like, you know, That's getting it on your butter, website, and getting it circulating and, 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 you know, putting your name on it is, is you're probably one of your biggest assets. Yeah, you know? a huge tool set, and, I, and it, when it, when I see these big companies like trying to take that away, I just want to I just want to fucking scream at them because it's like, how dare you do that? It's like, and you're you're really taking the soul out of things, you know? Like mm. when you're when you take the soul out of an artist, you're gonna get shit. And and I not to talk like shit on like current stuff, but like I feel it. I feel like the products that we're getting out of it is very soulless. You know, people aren't like I, there, there's some people are putting amazing work and time in different assets of a film, but not everybody is. And somebody's getting neglected and it's through this process. And it's like, look at the, the visual effects community right now. Like, look how fucked up it is. And it's like people getting taken advantage of. And I think a really important thing to do is to understand your worth, to stand your ground. Don't don't think that because you're 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 contract you're you're it's a contract you know it's 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 a it's 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 not meant to be like this is it and you sign it or nothing you can go back you can go back and forth it's it's communicating back and forth to somebody if, and and I think you know as much as I do if somebody really wants to work with you they're not gonna they're gonna work it out you know if they're they're if they're like hey I want Brett I want Brad I want G Monk on my project. I don't care what the fuck it is. Like, if he wants to post it up and right after it's done, blah blah, and do all this, like that's fine. That's important oh. to me, and, and I always say that. That's what I use too. I use that ex excuse. I say, look, if I if I have to be able to show it, if I can't show it, what's the point for me? You know, like what's I'm not trying to be a dick, but I I take my work to the level where I want my peers to see it on my site and be inspired, and I want to, and that's the level that I need to take it. If I don't have that uh, that ability, I'm not gonna give a shit about the project. It's gonna be like I don't care, you know, like. Yeah, it's, and the work that you do promoting, you know, like for instance, for instance, let's let's go. Uh, just worked on, you know, just wrapped Oblivion, um, yeah. put together, you know, and and sorted that out from the get go with with Universal, and it was kind of a pain in the ass actually, to be honest with you, because Universal was a pretty, pretty Huge. big, pretty big entity. But you know, the work that we did promoting the graphics for that film. Uh, was huge, beneficial man. to everybody you know it was yeah. beneficial to joe it was beneficial to universal it was beneficial for the film you yeah. know and and you know the graphics I went to see it for your work dude i went to see it for your work honestly you know oh, thank you. 
It was. I, I like that film. Dude, um, I th I thought you guys' work was it was fucking spot on, man. I was really inspired by that. You know, and I think all I think I think it's amazing to see, and I think it's great for you. Like that little feature. I, there's so many artists that I sent that to, and they're like, "Oh, the grid." I'm like, "That's what I've fucking been telling you about." You know, like it's cool. Like cause you're like, "Look, it's just a fucking grid. It's just this." And then it's cool. For, I think people just they they didn't get it before, and I think when you when you did that thing, and they see the work in the film, so I'm excited to see all this new epic shit in the grid. You know stuff that's just like beautifully functional and but it's it's got its own place and it's, it's cool i mean i'm excited to see that because you're obviously there's gonna be a trend starter from this you know and i you've totally beat me to the point to the fucking punch i, I have ender's game and we're we have some very similar shit going on and so i was like you fucker like i saw it and i was like oh it's so beautiful i did I'm, I'm really i'm proud of you guys i'm stoked and it's it's uh i think you should, i mean that's some really awesome design work you know it's cool and yeah. i think it really it, it helped the story tremendously for me i thought it was it was it was it was like another character in the film you know that's how i looked at it you know so right. and that's the that's your point that's the job right i mean that's what that's what joe basically needs you to do he needs you to help him with this story you know well that i mean i think the, the point with this was just you know the work that we did you know collecting the graphics and presenting them in a nice way um, it, it just goes back to these like clauses that you can't show the work. It always helps, you know, it's like, it's, it's by, by publishing and putting this stuff out there, the more you put out there, the more circulation it's going to get at the end of the day, you know, this, this, um, we're in an age now, uh, we're in a social age, you know, yeah. and, and it's like, and it's like most of the marketing that's happening now is on the internet, you know, and, yeah. and, and it's in social media and that's, it's like people employers need to know that and, and I don't, yeah, just don't get it yeah someone that live in that caveman it's like you know like it's so cool to see like youtube exclusive trailers and shit like that it's like that's a fucking that's what it needs to be like people are on the internet more than tv almost you know it's yep. like and, and 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 that's what I, that's what i get confused about too and i think it's also just due to people thinking that you're going to misrepresent them and all that stuff and there's a lot of there's a lot of red tape and i get that with these huge companies and millions of dollars at stake and stuff like that and you you get wild cards like you and me that just speak our mind and we put up the work that we're passionate about and to everybody that's listening out here like if you have a contract somebody's pushing you on to do it and it says you cannot show the work have a little respect for yourself have a little respect for yeah. the community do not sign that do not work for that person and if they won't agree to it trust me another job will come along a better person and that you, you don't want to get in bed with a bad client that's like the one of the worst things ever that's one thing i always tell like students or people that talk to me it's like do not work for bad people you know because those bad people will get away with it and then they can think they can just keep fucking people over and i just it just ruins it, and 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 as an artist, uh, we're very vulnerable because we put a lot of passion into what we do, so we can get taken advantage of, and it's 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 one of the worst things I see is uh, people getting taken advantage of, and 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 people could say that I did or I, everybody did, you know, to start off with and all that kind of stuff. Hey, you got to start somewhere, and that's understandable. And if, and if you need to bite the bullet and do this and that, you know, and and I think I think when I was at Prologue, I think a lot of I think people might have been a little bit put off by me because I was fuck I was there to fucking learn. I was there. I was so ambitious and excited, and I would throw myself into everything. I would. Well, you got your chance. I mean, it was your first oh, big yeah. break. I wasn't. I wasn't. Gonna you were gonna go all the way. Yeah, and I think I had no option. Some options. people were like, "Shit, this guy is taking this intensity level to the next level." He's commuting every day from San Diego, so by the time I come strolling to work from a couple blocks away, he's already been uh, up for three hours just to get here, and he's energized and taking care of like two more jobs than I am. So I think it, there was like a, 
you know, I, I think that comes down to just me. I'm just really committed to certain shit, you know? Like this commitment you guys talk about, because you never really get to the root. Where did that come from? Like, who instilled that in you? Was it at a breaking point for your? Was it a breaking point in your lives, yours, Ash, and yours, Bradley, where you guys just realized, I just have no other option. I have to go all the way. What What was driving you? What was the? I mean, I root think, I think spark. It all boils down to this. Is one of my my favorite quotes actually and it's so simple and i'm just gonna read it to you because it's just like one of the most simple quotes you can find but it's just so true and it's like to progress in life you must give up the things you do not like give up the things that you do not like to do you must find the things that you do like the things that are acceptable to your mind and so it just goes back to like i like fucking making art on the computer i like the flexibility of it i like how kind of like it's an endless learning experience you're always learning new things and it's you know there's a community out there and there's updates and the tools are always getting better and computers are always getting better so your palette is always expanding and it's just something that i like to do it's that simple i enjoy putting on my headphones and listening to music and making art on the computer (laughs) that's it yeah you're you're saying exactly the same i feel you know it's 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 like it's like a bliss like yeah I mean, I think the commitment goes to, you know, some parts of my DNA that's just like when I when I learn something that I really like to do, I want to be really good at it. And so there, you know, my my dad is the same way, you know, like he's a mathematician and he's an actuary and he worked really, really hard because he just wanted to be great at what he did. You know, like he just, you know, he just kind of wanted to, you know, he has this like commitment in him. And I think I, I just have the same thing. I just really want to be. Um, a really good graphic designer, you know, like that's what I want to do. And, um, you know, I don't necessarily want to be, you know, a commercial director or I don't really want to be a film director. I want to be a graphic designer. Like I want to be someone who um, deals in form and, and uh, you know, but I'm, you know, I want to make films and I want to make really design driven films as well. But um, at the foundation of it, I just, I like being a graphic designer. You know, I like shapes. Yeah. I like geometry. I like color and form and light you know and and um you know i in my career I'm, I'm meeting more and more people that do different things and i collaborate with them and they expose me to different parts of graphic design or different mediums that i can infuse with graphic design for instance you know i, I work with these lighting guys a lot now and i'm at a company now that's doing a lot of projection and lighting and when i look at this stuff you know i don't see light i see graphic design you know and i'm yeah. just like oh i I can take these lights and arrange them in a geometric shape or, you know, or a pretty shape and, you know, run graphic patterns to them that make color and this and that. And that to me is design. The act of creating, you know, it's that blissful moment. Like I was caught in it last night. I didn't even stop. I just worked all the way until like 630 in the morning because it's just like you just like when you're in that zone, it's like, what the fuck? It's awesome. Time, Time doesn't mean anything. The world doesn't mean anything really. Whatever is in front of you, it's like what you're eating. And it's like, you're constantly hungry. And it's just like, you have this amazing buffet of awesome shit in front of you. You're just like, ah, just consuming it. That's that's what I live for, you know, like. You're in the, you're trying to, you're, you're in that state of flow. That's the thing. And it's a very, it's actually a legitimate scientific uh, concept is that like all artists, especially, or anybody, anybody who's good at anything is that they can reach that state of flow where time and just the physical world just disappear and all you see is your work. That would be interesting uh, discussion 
right now I'd like to hear from both of you guys is how you reach that how do you attain the, the state of flow is this like you just start working on something or do you need to feel inspired by whatever way I mean however you find that inspiration to reach that or just starting any kind of project and working on it you reach that state of flow where you just like you just concentrate 100% where you don't even feel you're forcing yourself you feel you're just you're just doing it because you want to keep doing it because you want to get it to the end or something or n not necessarily even that it's just that because you like it. yeah it's like a dance you know? i mean yeah i i fight a lot with add and yeah. uh, <laughs> oh my i God. have a um you know i think i think the one the one downside of of copious usage of, of thc is your it kind of fuels this this add and and your your short-term memory gets all kind of jacked up and um i kind of I, I kind of have like a handicap, I guess, in that way. Um, so I use technology to kind of compensate. So I make myself a lot of lists. Yeah. I, I, love, I love lists. Yeah. Uh, I love checklists. And so I, I like giving myself a daily task. And I'm always like, dude, I'm so fast on a computer. Like I'm flipping around doing like 15 <laughs> things at once all the time and working on three projects. And I'm a total spasm. I'm on the internet. I'm off the internet. I'm chatting. I'm changing music I'm, I'm you know tangent left tangent right you know and that's just the way I am and I and I've actually embraced it I've actually yeah, fun. it's just it's just the way I am and I don't really know if I want to change it or if I you know like I just I it's just it's just who I am and I'm kind of just like this kind of spaced out like really in the moment kind of person that doesn't really remember what I did yesterday and you know let alone last week and and the only way I really remember is if I have a calendar you know like <laughs> uh, and, yeah. and, checklist. and so like during the work day I'm kind of a complete spaz and um you know and, and I and I like to keep myself really busy like I, I don't there's never honestly there's never a time where I'm only working on one thing like honestly like I don't remember the last time that there's ever been me just working on one project ever like it's always it's always like at least two there's always yeah. like the day job the night job extracurricular activity and then like the preparation for the next thing you know <laughs> and, uh, and that's just how i am and i actually it's weird i i actually don't like to like when when something is done uh like for instance oblivion it's done i actually kind of don't like to like bask in it or like dwell on it i like to just move forward it's just yeah it's you just, just release and go yeah release and go and yeah. and so i and then i just keep on going and so I actually have a hard time sometimes getting into the flow. My flow is usually like kind of broken up with like four different things or three different things. Um, but that kind of like chaos, if you want to call it that, is kind of my flow. <laughs> if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Like I'm not totally. the kind of guy that is just going to focus on one thing anymore and do it for seven hours. Like it's just not, it's not what I do anymore. And, 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 you know, I don't know if it's the best thing or or, or not. You know, like I, you know, I'm sure there's better ways to work, but it's just the way I am. Something's and, working. Um, yeah, something's working. And I'm not really entire. Like sometimes I'll like, you know, be at the health food store and I'll see like a flyer on the, you know, pegged on the wall. It'll be like ADD coach. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> help you focus. You know, and and I'm just like, <laughs> mm -hmm, I wonder, I wonder if I should try that. And then I'm like, Nah, dude. I feel like I would like lose lose kind of my I like the my chaos. flow you know like I, I don't want to fun isn't it the chaos if it ain't fun. broke don't fix it you know yeah, yeah. 
You the know, chaos is I'm... fun, don't you think? Like working in that chaos, I, I, it's funny how you talk about it. It's exactly the way I feel and the way I work. It's very chaotic, just sporadic. Oh, over here, and then a call over here, and then this over here, and it's like five jobs at the same time, always. It's like, fuck. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm sure. Do you hit walls? You know, like do you just hit. You're just like, fuck. You know, do you do you have moments like that? You my, have to, right? My walls oh, yeah. are never creative. They're they're just energy. Oh yeah, emotional. It's like it, yeah, energy, emotional. It's, it's a it's a physical. It's a physical yeah. energy for yeah, me. Yeah. Um, yeah, my yeah. brain can go on forever, but it's just you know if I if I'm tired and you know or this or that, like it's it's always a physical thing where it's like okay, I need a break, you know, and yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and um, I and never have a creative. What my walls are, walls. you know, and then and then you know I know that I need to, you know, step away and go to a barbecue and talk to people about not work, you know, and, and laugh and smile and, and, you know, and, and, or, or it's like, oh, I need to go out dancing. You know, I need to go and just go get wild and, you know, listen to some break beats, you know, <laughs> and then it'll, it'll <laughs> blow it out, kind of reboot. And then like the next day you, you kind of wake up and you're like, oh, you know, I, you know, I, there's like that break, you know, and I think, I think taking breaks is really important. I think, you know, going back to what, what Danny Yount published on his site about the 10 rules, you know, that he, spoke yeah. about at FITC and one of his rules was get sleep and get a life you know it's like true. I think I think having a life is really really important I think friendships and peers are really really important um, to kind of take your mind off things you can't exist in a, in a, in a work hole all the time you know you need to um, you go mind you go mad if you do that you go mad yeah and I think I think it's also important to um, you know, as as you get older, I was actually st I started on this point when I was talking about the army of Ilya's coming. You know, who are all fourteen. <laughs> I think uh, uh, I think I think another really really important um, thing for designers is to develop your taste yeah, and um, and your sensibilities. And I, I do that I'll through research. I do that not not necessarily by reading as much as I do by uh, collecting imagery and themes. You know, and and I, I read. I read articles a lot more than I read um, fiction right now. I'm, I, I, you know, I, I like Flipboard a lot on my iPad, and I read articles in Colossal, and um, you know, uh, I just, I love, I love that. I like reading, or I love, I love Wired magazine. I love technology. I love, you know, futurism and Baker's so cool. and and all that shit, um, which which ties into a lot of like UI work that we do actually. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Um, but um, I just think it's really important that. Um, you develop your taste and your culture. And I think, um, I probably shouldn't say this, but um, a lot of people um, who come to America from foreign countries and who have the talent, but the culture barrier is significant where they don't really understand the society of this country, you know, in, in general, or, or they don't really understand humor or they don't understand um, flavor. You know, I think that I think it's important that, you know, with these armies of Ilya's coming up in the ranks and there's going to be people who are technically going to be better than than we are and are going to have a better grasp of the tools. I think you need to compensate by that by having having flavor and flavor is developed by, you know, one of the one of the biggest compliments somebody can give to me is not, oh, your design is great. It's actually that damn son, you got a lot of flavor, you know, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a, lot, yeah. a lot of like. There's a lot of flavor to you. There's there's a lot of like humor and there's like a wild side and there's you know there's you're educated about this and this and, and you know 
There's a monkey jacking off in the front page. There's a monkey jacking off on my, on my <laughs> you know, my, my, my website. You read my bio, and there's a monkey jerking off on you. And, and um, that to me is flavor. Mandingo, like go go back to 2000. I don't know when it was. 2003. The best piece of work that I've ever done in my career, ever, is Mandingo, and and Mandingo dancing. And and the reason that's the best piece that I've ever done is is nobody can ever make that. There's nobody <laughs> in the world that can find someone like that in that muscle suit dancing to that track with that fucking obscene package. Like nobody can make that. To me, that's flavor. You know, like, Chris Cunningham probably. Monkey drummer. Right, you're monkey drummer. Flavor. Yeah, you've seen that? Like yeah. you know, Keith yeah, Schofield. Flavor, flavor, the reason yeah. why Keith Schofield is so good or or, or um you know, Lewandowski or fucking um oh, what's the other guy? The um I'm blanking on the other dude. But like that that flavor, that understanding of internet humor and, and infusing that into their into their work and that sense of humor, you know, Tim and Eric have it, you know, the, the Daniels yeah. have it. Yeah. You know, that that that, that flavor it's and some of course their yeah. sound and cinematography as well, but they just have this like this cool vibe to them that makes them so unique, you know? And and I think that's really important for designers to develop that. And I think flavor kind of goes back to the things that you're interested in as well. Like you can't fake that. You need to just like understand who you are and be comfortable with it and then express it in a way that's unique to you, you know? Yeah. It's the voice, you know, like, and that's absolutely true. That's what, that's why there's, you know, there's a, there's plenty of people that are as good as uh, you or Danny at the software, I'm sure, you know, or better. There's like that guy, Vitaly, we're going to try him, have him on here. He's that guy that makes those ridiculously crazy mechs, but he does them in like a day. It's like mind bending, like how he does it. I just think I sent you a link to that shit. But yeah, the, the, the idea that more, the most important thing, that I, and, and Anthony and I talk a lot about it, is like even with like movies and stuff like that, it's it's the flavor you talk about. Like when you go to see a movie, you go to that, that director's mind. You know, you go into his mind, his world. You know, like you go see a Fincher film, you get a Fincher film. You get, you, you get, he puts you in that world and you experience it. When you go see these, some other films, it's like people think that, uh, that there's all these tricks that equate to a formula that makes it right. It's not necessarily that. It's like that person has a voice. That person has a flavor, and they and they push their flavor on everything in that experience, you know. And and absolutely, I, I see. I see. I'm seeing a huge flux because I'm actually shifting more into concept art and drawing and stuff. And I and so coming from the design world and looking at that world and like they're totally different, but they're so similar. But then I see all these guys that draw these amazing things. But then I'm like, well, what's the point though? What 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 is it? You know, like, uh, and then then I see a lot of guys that draw drawings of drawings of drawings. So they're not looking at nature, which the original guy was, and they're drawing from a drawing of a drawing of a drawing. So like they're like remixes of remix of remix, you know. And sometimes you get these beautiful, amazing like anomalies. You know, you get like guys like Alberto Mielgo, who's like the guy that did like uh, the art direction on that Tron cartoon and he does a lot of really crazy awesome shit but he's like seems to me like a really great fuse of all these different collectives and 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 thinking and he has a total flavor to his work and stuff and i think that's a great point to bring up really you know you have to have a voice you know and we're all finding it always constantly you know like like you said even when you get when you do like something like for some people doing a job as big as oblivion and having that many shots and being on a part of something that big that would be like a life-changing career thing and for you it's cool to hear is that you like you're like hey i did it boom i'm on to the next thing and i'm trying like this is more the next thing dude that's fucking cool and people need to recognize that like yeah don't get hung up 
don't cling to, to scraps. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that about your work or that job or nothing like that. It's not that at all. I feel the same, exact same about uh, Total Recall. It was painful just to get through it. It was painful to make the reel. It was, and it was hard. And then just to get it out, I was like, God, it's done. Okay, boom. Now on to the next thing. You know, I was already done with the job. Like, you know, because you, what you, you, sh Oblivion was probably finished. What, like seven, eight months prior to it coming out for you? Yeah, like, like three and a half, four. Oh, so you're really close to the ending then. Okay, so, but I mean, what I'm saying is like, you've already had that much time to to be over it you know and then yeah. when the, when it, you're when you're finally able to release it and I, I do do you have the same experience like uh and i have this constantly and maybe it's my own problem but like when you release work you, you like after a certain amount of time you're just like it's so shitty now you know it's like it's i'm not even that like that person anymore it's even if it's a week you know i'm like that is such crap and and the reason why i put put out my work and i and i'm not sure if you do the same thing and i even post the shitty sketches that i do because i want people to realize that look is it all comes from something crappy you know and like and it's it's all about growth for me you know it's all about pushing myself creatively and being humbled by the idea that i'm just nothing in the scheme of all these amazing people that are just churning around this world you know do you have a, a similar kind of uh, experience or thought on that kind of stuff yeah you know i i rarely um you know my my expectations are are really high you know and um yeah, yeah. And I, I rarely, rarely do things where I'm like, yeah, that's, that's really good. <laughs> like it yeah. rare, you know, maybe yeah. like 5% um, yeah. of the time I'll be yeah. like really satisfied with something. And, um, and that just keeps me hunger, hungry. Cause I, I just set the, I set my standards really, really high, you know, like, and that goes back to the point I was making about your, you know, having a set of peers that really push you, you know, it's like, totally. you know, I just, I, um, it doesn't take yeah. away from the experience of making the work. Um, it's not like I'm making the work and being like, oh, that's never going to be this good. It's just that it's just that for me, it's just progress. And so it's just you do things to build. You do things to kind of build skills. Um, and then someday, you know, you'll feel that you're that you've hit it and you've done something that's worthy of being like, okay, I'm finally like, okay, that's the shit. But I'm not even close to being there, you know. But I'm still gonna work as hard as I can to get there. You have to set yourself to a certain standard where, like I said, it's almost unobtainable. So you have to go beyond yourself and your expectations every time, and that can be ex extremely exhausting. It's not for everybody, but that's it, you know. And the way to think about it is like this: everything is progress. Yep. Every, every piece of work that you do is progress to get or bad right and it's and yeah. it's just like the accumulation of all these experiences and memories and and skill sets and people that you're collaborating with it's the accumulation of all these experiences is progressing towards something and we don't know what that something is we never really will you know people ask me people ask me they're like you know do you feel like you've made it do you feel like you're successful and I'm like, you know what? I, I feel like I'll will have made it when people pay me to make art. Like when people pay me money to make to do the things that I completely just want to do and to make art that people will buy and I can make a living off that, then I will then I will have made it. Look at like someone like Ron English, you know, mm. Gary Baseman, Mars One, you know. James Jean. I mean, people are people are paying these guys to basically do what they do.
you know, to make yeah. the art that they want to make. And that's how they make their living and a very, very good living, you know? And at the end of the day, you know, like I think that's, that to me is making it, you know? And I've, I'm, I'm still like, I don't feel like I'm a good enough artist to be at that point yet. But if you look at all these guys, all of these guys have a very unique aesthetic and flavor. Their voice. Um, yeah, a voice. And so I'm still like really, you know, I'm I I feel like I'm still like just starting out, you know, and, and um like you know, like I said, I mean I'm I'm exposed to these guys uh, personally because I go to a lot of design conferences. You know, I've I've met Gary Baseman, I've spent time with him, I met Ron English, I've spent time with him. Um, mm. I haven't met Mars One or James Jean yet, but um, I would love to. Actually, I, I did meet James Jean, but, um, you know, these he's guys. He's awesome. Are people, yeah, he's sick, man. He's <laughs> so good. He's uh, so good. I hate him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's kind of out of control. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, that that's to me is is when I'll, I'll know I've made it. But what I what my career is, is it's, it's just progress. It's just me continuing to learn, continuing to develop. And, you know, one day, you know, hopefully if I work hard enough and I'm committed to it enough, maybe I'll get there. Maybe I won't, you know, and and that's okay too. But I'm going to try because this is what I like to do. You know, I, for some reason, I like to do this. And, um, you know, it goes back to what Danny Yount said about, you know, get sleep and have a life. You know, friends are also very important to me. And, you know, these really rich experiences that I have with my friends, you know, going to Burning Man, going to concerts, going to shows. You know, and going, you know, and spending quality time with these people and having real connections is almost just as important as, you know, the work that I do. Um, you know, friends and family are something that, you know, when, when it's all said and done and, you know, you leave this earth and, you know, sure, you have a body of work that a very small niche of people will appreciate. Um, at the end of the day, it's your friends and family that matter most, you know, it's, yeah. it's always Completely. that hard balance, you know, and I always really look up to people who can, you know, like a Danny Yount who has a family and is also as prolific as he is. Like I look up to those people cause you know, I'm especially right now in this particular point in my life, I'm as liquid as it comes, man. I have really not much, all my stuff's in storage. I moved up to San Francisco in a car. You know, full of stuff. Like I could get up and, and move tomorrow to Brooklyn if I wanted to. I could move to Amsterdam tomorrow if I wanted to. Like I'm very liquid and very light, and so crazy. Um, yeah. I have. I, I guess I have a slight advantage in that way, but that I don't. Oh, you're 100. Yeah, you know, like I don't really have anything to report to. But at that being said, it also is important to me that to live my life on an extreme level in a way is like you know to have these like really extreme work schedules offset with these like kind of really extreme life experiences and so it's it's really important to me to kind of blow it out once in a while or go on these wild adventurous trips once in a while and um you know it's kind of i, I like that kind of existence you know and it's um it's kind of i'm not gonna i don't want to say it's the rock star lifestyle but it's it's kind Close of how to it. it's up there <laughs> it's up like, there. yeah you're free like, no. you've earned it though because of the years of that commitment put into everything learning the tools doing the work this is why you're able to you can actually you have that freedom to even choose to have just a car full of the things you need yeah. you know that laptop that software whatever i mean there's sure there's things that you may not fit into the car but you have that freedom now because yeah, all of my, the experience all my you have won't fit in the car 
<laughs> because of the experience you have, and that's why you, you exactly why you're you can be liquid. Now I want to Ash. I know you asked them so many questions, but I'd like to ask a few of my own. That's no, if no, you don't of course, mind. Of course, go for it. Um, no, no. The the one thing is obviously I just wanted to. I support what you guys say. Is that is the is the support from peers is just crucial in this because if you don't have that it's so easy to give up i mean it's this is why ash for example and your friend now alistair and you said ash that bradley you, you know alistair wilson uh -huh. right? yeah you guys went to school together right no that's Justin. And actually that, I, that's justin okay justin. I, see never mind see you i thought you said alistair okay never mind but um the, the two guys that you know ash and alistair i just i converse with them and they keep me sane so to speak you know it's just like give you that insight and support that you need when you first kind of like starting out and it's so crucial to have that if you don't have that that's it you it's so easy to give up right. now another thing is just i have a question for you bradley about because uh, i don't know i'm just a big fan of chris cunningham so i'm gonna keep bringing him up all the time <laughs> to everyone Man, you brought him up the last podcast yeah get but some, it's just, go, okay i'll break, tell you why no go in the corner dude <laughs> <laughs> i'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I, twin and just fucking no, no, shake no, it no. out bro shake it out no, no, no. i'll tell you, i'll tell you why i bring him up the reason is is the big reason for me now is because first of all i see i looked at your work uh, just last night, Bradley, like the really newer stuff, like for example, with the LED lights, the newer stuff, more f live action mm -hmm. stuff that you've been filming and the concepts and stuff like that. And I, I can't help it, but just look at Chris Cunningham because he's been doing the same things like kind of in the 90s also. Yeah. But more recently, even now, with the um, with that installation he had, like in 2011, I think. So cool, yeah. 20 of, and it's like this. It's and it's the thing is the guy uh, when he was coming up, you know, he was like 16, 19 year old kid. He was already working on Alien Three, doing the the <laughs> conceptual conceptual work and um, masks, all that stuff. And he kind of came up, you know, learning learning these things by himself, almost like a jack of all trades, photography, design. And now he's he because because of his collaborations with Aphex Twin, he's been very inspired to do sound design and music. For example, if you guys have seen that Jill Scott Heron video that he shot, now what I'm getting at is that when I saw your work, it's like I see that because you you began as a designer now and now you're like you're doing photography now you're the music that you used in the um, uh, one of the pieces where you the the, the convergence with the um, led lights on dancers yeah the dancing one i'm reminded of that quote by uh wally fister you know the cinematographer behind nolan's films mm. and uh how he just um describes cinematography is like 50 percent artistry 50 percent craftsmanship and it seems to me like you know the things that chris cunningham is doing and you bradley now like getting into that live performance and you're creating you're being hands-on with the creating led lights the, with certain shapes and stuff and implementing them almost making like installation art in a way but isn't like in live action film you know it's, it seems to me like there's a new breed of people coming out uh, designers 
people resourcefulness branching out not just doing design but implementing design in these various different ways exactly. installation film because there is this no is there is no fucking barriers when people put barriers it makes me laugh like dude there's no fucking you can't like oh i'm just gonna be a concept artist for for yeah, environments it's like that's bullshit dude like come on you know like and that's what makes chris's work so good thing. chris was kind of doing that for a while but he was like i haven't seen the, all the other guys were just doing like installation art that's it but weren't really designers but it's now like designers touching onto film and installation art just being branching out like that seems like a new breed is coming out and bradley you're touching onto that i don't know this is making sense i'm no, just kind of like i mean i mean chris cunningham is probably one of my biggest in influences you know in in my whole repertoire going back into when i started this and um and i i think he He's one of those guys that I feel like could do no wrong. He's like ev everything that he does. I've never seen a Chris Cunningham video or piece or anything where I've been like, ah, that was all right. You know, like basically every yeah. single thing that he's done um, speaks really deeply to me, like connects with me really deeply. And I love his aesthetic. It's all kind of super subversive and kind of evil and kind of. You know, he has this like kind of very dark, dark and tactile feel to everything, and nothing really feels too polished. And Pixel his, ed so his editing is, is some of the best there's ever been done. You know, yeah. and he's he's been that guy. So yeah, I've always he's been a hero of mine um, since I started. He's been probably one of my biggest influences, and and um, you know, I, I I will never be as good as Chris Cunningham. Um, that's the way it is. But I will you know fucking die trying. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, editing wise, aesthetic wise, film wise, uh, content wise, like diversity wise, like everything that I do, um, you know, he's, he's one of my idols and, um, I don't You'll know what else I can, you you know, I don't know what else I can say about that. You know, I think, um, you, you know, sometimes, no, you sometimes, I wish, sometimes I wish he would be a little, would have been a little bit more prolific yeah. as a. <laughs> late yeah um it yeah. seems like he has well he's working on the kanye west video you guys know that is he yeah oh that's yeah. fucking awesome <laughs> yeah it's it's official oh. probably this year yeah. and yeah. that's sad that he hasn't made a film but that's not you know that's You're a chris cunningham is not chris cunningham is not important as in, in this conversation that like i'm just asking or trying to get you to kind of talk about like because you you're kind of like paralleling it's just what I'm seeing, you know, it's just, I'm using him just as an, as an example. It could be anybody else who just branched out like that yeah. into other aspects. And I'm just, I just see that you're more like involved now too, with different forms of uh, creative aspects. Yeah, I think, this would, I think, it's not um, just design, interface design. No, you know, no, no, no. it'd be interesting yeah, to I, talk. And I don't it. like to be, it's really important to me that I, that I'm definitely not just an interface designer. Um, you know, as much as I enjoy it, I also like to enjoy other things. But, um, you know, Chris Cunningham, like I, I will probably maybe at the end of my career, maybe be 5% as good as he was, you know? Um, I don't know, though. I think if, you, I think if very... you continue to follow your voice, that's a, that's one thing, too, is important to always have uh, heroes. But it's important. Like, I think you're on to something with these ayahuasca things and escaping into your mind and trying to recreate these things and being humbled by that. But I think you're going to find that you're going to probably outgrow a lot of things that you once were as you go along this path. 
And yeah. personally, I think you're, you're going to find a development stage. You're going to probably hit a really crazy peak where you're going to just like just barf it all out. And you're going to probably hit another level, you know, it's just I'm excited to see I, as, as a friend of yours and as a fan of your work. I'm excited to see uh, you uh, develop that, you know, and push forward. You know, sometimes I think it's, he's already doing that. Yeah, That's exactly. why I'm bringing it cool. up. He's already branching out, which is very interesting. Special. It's, it's like a new breed of creative artists yeah. is that there's like branching this, out um i will say this i i um have found you know i like i said i just moved to san francisco three months ago and and um it, you know moving moving and, and transplanting your life is is it's it's um it takes bravery you know it, it takes um you know it, it's kind of a hassle a lot of the times and it's kind of annoying and um, you know, to kind of remove yourself from a really comfortable situation and, and set it up completely anew. And um, but I but I feel and this might have to do. You know, I'm a Sagittarius and I'm I'm really big on changing things up. And it's probably why I haven't like held a full time job for over a year ever. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I, you know, I I am definitely somebody who thrives on mixing it up and and the energy and inspiration that comes from it you know and i think that this move for me right now um you know i have taken a very comfortable existence in la um work wise you know professionally socially um la is a very pla a place where you get very comfortable and have like a nice setup and have a parking garage and a nice place and this and that and blah 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 <laughs> but it was yeah. really important to me to um, mix it all up and, and kind of fuck it all up, you know, and I moved to San Francisco and I live in this like small little cozy studio in the hate district and, and um, I've, I've never felt more inspired, man. I'm just hungry and I'm at a company now. This Bot and Dolly company is just into so many different things that are so far removed from my comfort zone. There's 15 foot tall robots in the office. And they're so fucking, rad. you know, it's like I live, you know, I'm working with Decepticons right now. And it's just like, you know, and there's, there's, there's an epic in the, in the studio. There's any light or C-stand you could ever want. There's um, a green screen. There's, you know, anything. There's a laser cutter. There, it's like a giant play. A nice playground. Yeah. And, and it's just like so invigorating. And, and I just like, you know, and um, I'm really close with Nando, who would be a really good person to have in this podcast. Um, and I, and yeah. I've been, I, I watch his work a lot and I watch what he's been doing with the laser cutter and. You know, and I don't know. It's just like, and, and even Chris Cunningham's working with robots right now. And it's just like, there's so much, you know, you, you fill yourself, you know, you're in control of your life, right? You can, you're in control of anything that you want to do. And so I, I make sure that I'm surrounded with all sorts of different stimuli that are just pushing me in all these different directions. And, um, and that's, that's in my control. Like I'm setting myself up in this network of people and in this environment um, that's all my doing, you know, and, and so I think that um, I think that's just really important for an artist to do that. And I think, you know, I always go back to like the most inspired time in my career was when I moved to London for the first time. And I was just like, holy shit, like all the sounds and the textures and the vehicles and the double deck pluses and the accents, and, you know, and it's just like, holy shit. And Burning Man's like that, too. When you go out, at, you know, you're, you're biking around during the day and there's just like all this shit. And then you go out at night and the place basically inverts and it's all like lights and l wire and flamethrowers and monsters and you know it's just like fucked up and you're just like what the you know and it's just like so inspiring and you're just like what and, and you're in control i bring myself to burning man i'm brave enough to go and to like 
deal with the heat and deal with all that shit. And it's a pain they in the ass to get out there. You know, but I, but I know what its benefits will be for me. You know, and I and and for my, you know, sensibilities and and how it grows that. And I think it's just um, it's just really important to never really get too comfortable. You know, and and to really, you know, push yourself to to um, you know, throw a wrench at things sometimes and to do things that you're not comfortable doing. You know, and I think that's a good way to learn and it's a good way to obtain inspiration you know totally and yeah you get past it you know yeah that's you amazing. always get past it you know yeah. and, and, and well, if, if, if you're if you're yeah if you're strong you'll get past it not yeah. not everybody understands even that even if you fail it's okay you know like i remember i remember um i saw the great zach lieberman speak um in in amsterdam earlier this year and you know, at the end of his talk, and Zach Lieberman is one of those like purists that like wants to use code to better humanity. Like he's just this really beautiful person, um, you know, a really beautiful soul, and he's just like a really like, you know, just respect all around for Zach Lieberman. Man, he's a godfather of the Open Frameworks movement. He, there's just so many reasons to admire this person. And at the end of his talk, you know, he. He talks about failing and, he, and he, he made everyone in the audience close their eyes and he went through this like list of shit that can go wrong when you're like programming uh, an institution, you know, and, and, <laughs> beautiful. And, he, like, and he like read it and we all close our eyes and it's just like fuck up after fuck up after fuck up after fuck up. And it's like all these failures make you stronger, you know, and yep, it, it yep. kind of goes into like, you know, making yourself uncomfortable and, and failing. And, you know, there's been a bazillion things of the work that I've done, there's always something that's like, fuck, you know, I wish I would have done that differently or, or been a little bit stronger there and to really push for my vision a little bit more there or there, you know, and, and uh, you know, these are the things you learn from and, and you'll, you rarely make the same mistake twice, you know, you really, so with failures, you learn just as much with your successes, you know, and I think that's, um, it's, important, learn more. Not, it, it's not, it's important not to get down on yourself for that. I mean, I think failure is a, huge part of what we do you know and, and there's always going to be things that you want to do better but again like it all goes back to let's think you think of all these things all these shortcomings and all these failures as progress it's like you you learn from these things and you grow from these things and um you know if you just keep on telling yourself in your mind that it's progress it's progress it's progress to get somewhere you know yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a really inspiring and uplifting thing you know to to kind of set yourself straight like that, you know, and I think that's Pixar's like that. Yeah, Pixar's like that, and even that that, that design from Weed and Kennedy, their their whole model is fail harder. That's their whole thing. It's like right, and, and that's it's fucking smart when you're when you embrace the idea that you're human, you're not perfect, and you're gonna fail, and it's okay too. And then what's important is to pick yourself up and overcome that. And once you can figure that out and understand that formula, you can grow. And the idea, what you said, and I really envy your situation because I'm stuck down San Diego with my family and I love my family it's, it's it gives me so much uh, amazing shit but uh, the idea that you're able to just pick up and go wherever you want is I mean you better utilize that shit while you can you know because eventually you depending on what you decide to do you might find somebody that you want to share and make a, you know an entity with and and have that experience but in the meantime I mean dude like the idea that you're able to travel to different experiences and reprogram yourself into different environments like dude I talk about growth, you know, it's growth at an exponential amount. And my mom would make me travel with her my entire childhood. It's probably why I'm such a weirdo. And I think that's, it's probably one of the biggest things you could do as a human being is to go and travel 
and and it, oh, you yes. earn empathy you earn understanding you earn uh something that you would never get if you stayed in like one town you you earn a a whole consciousness you realize that you're just a little speck of nothing in this world that is just can be cruel but it can also be amazing it can be built brilliant and beautiful that's why i went to Kauai because to me that's where i grew up and it's so beautiful and that experience is something just so raw and honest and to go and, and disconnect myself from work completely and go there and do that is just amazing. So I'm really envious of the ability that you have to just pick up and go. And you should, man. You should you should spend your year or whatever you can and just travel and, and experience different studios. That's what Alistair's doing now in, in Europe, actually, which is fucking mm -hmm. awesome, which I'm really stoked on him for doing. So, Is that the first time he went... Um, outside the U.S., kind of like no. I think he went prior. I think his I think his parents uh, like lived there off and on. So like. No. Oh yeah, that's right. His last email kind of confirms that. Yeah. To to me, it's good. Hey Bradley, just um, because I'm seeing so much of your new work on the site that's kind of like live action oriented. So do you have like plans to really get into that fully? I mean, almost um, as in make short films, maybe sometime uh, make a feature, collaborate with people like Anthony and Ash on projects, yeah, live action I films. think um, it's not my aspiration to be a, uh, I mean, at least at, right, at least right now, it's not my aspiration to be a feature film director or commercial director, but I do love um, shooting film and making films and telling stories. So. Um, behind the scenes more yeah you know, and um the, the tweaking on things yeah i um but i you know it's something that i really enjoy doing and it definitely breaks up breaks things up a lot to have like one or two live action projects a year even if, if even if they're self-funded um i think that's really important but it's not entirely like i don't want to I'm, I'm a graphic designer man and, and that and that's what really still like the design of things is still really what um, I like to do kind of goes back to our quote um, but um, making kind of like a graphic film um, is very fun to me I, I think it boils down to um, you know I, I, I know a lot of live action directors that um, are doing it kind of for the wrong reasons sometimes and yeah they, you know and I, I um, and, it, and it's a tough it's a tough game you know the the game of of being a commercial director, live action director, and all of the agency interactive and For the toughest man. Whew. Yeah, it's it's a really <laughs> tough. Um, it's a it's a tough one, and I and I I feel like um, I would rather be kind of in the design world um, much more than in the live action world. I feel like this. Um, mm -hmm. And more control, but, but maybe? that's not saying that I don't like to do it. It's just as a career, yeah. um, that you just tap into it once in a while. Yeah, I dip my foot discover things. And it kind of, you know, it kind of goes back to I like I I much more prefer being, um, you know, a focused graphic designer who makes films rather than like a commercial yeah, filmmaker. filmmaker who once in a while does graphic design. You know, like it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. um, and so yeah, I I um. I've, I've actually never delved super deep into the music video world and that's kind of next um, on my agenda because I love that it's for entertainment and for the love and it's um, you know I just love what it's for you know it's not, I'm not it's not a you know a, a car commercial or it's not a phone yeah. commercial it's just you're selling 
um, a feeling and a vibe and, and you know, and, and music and entertainment. And I love that. Um, but I don't only want to be a music video director, you know, so I, I would, you know, it just goes back to staying diverse, man. And, and um, you know, I still enjoy making UIs. I still may, you know, enjoy making geometry. I still enjoy actually working in motion graphics, you know, and, and um, you know, so I, I just, I just kind of will dabble in, in all of them. The music videos, for example, just wanted you to comment on something because I, I know that you listen to, you know, just like chilled out ambient style. All of us talking here, listen to that kind. So we can, we understand what that does to the Im imagination and inspiration. But one thing is that very interesting to me is that you, you never, it's so rare to see music videos for electronic artists I, and I'm and I'm not talking about uh, there's um, David Guetta or, or like what's his name the mouse guy fuck Dead Dead mouse? Mouse. all these guys yeah it's guy. like there are so many amazing artists like electronic especially because we're concentrating on that electronic artists who make such amazing music sound design that would be perfect for um, in, in implementation of something like design, like interface design, I'm just, I'm just talking like design-based music videos and not only that, but like utilize live action design, making them, um, do that with your like reels, for example, though. like for reels. example, yeah, you can do reels, but like these artists, like what makes, what is the difference between like, let's say, you know, like Britney Spears and, uh, oh, don't get me started. Don't say that then. No, no, I'll that. tell you and, some and, Yeah, and <laughs> someone like Biosphere, they have a fan base. Why aren't more people creating music videos for electronic artists? Like, is it because there is a fan base? Like, recently, Alice there linked me to this amazing interface design video. I'll send it to you both later, but Please. it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, and it's only utilizing, like, interface design, but it's utilizing also electronic, like, IDM glitch and the way the design works within oh my god like just talking that about shit. it there's nothing you have to see awesome. it and it's like people need to be making more of that even even if guys like you for example bradley Brad. or alistair you know just animators you can guys tap into that and give some kind of a voice for these guys too there's so much ground to cover like for instance ash we're gonna have james on asc yeah amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. he lives in san diego yeah, he's an amazing sound yeah amazing sound designer and um electronic just music artists you know but specializing more in the very dark like ambient sounds 170 bpm 140 i started working on them just just out of love started working on a music video for him i could just imagine guys like you bradley or anybody or ash you know just getting together and just collaborating oh my god it's amazing That's stuff hope, right i mean be done bradley and i've been like talking it, about it yeah i've been talking about um we haven't worked on anything together i think it would be really fun i think that we both have really weird ideas weird minds you know and shit dude i don't even know if we'd get anything done honestly <laughs> you put us <laughs> in a room we, we might just just <laughs> Ah, like freak out the whole time and just nerd out, you know. I think that's my fear of working with you, Brad. Is, but it's yeah. no, it'll be fun. I mean, we'll see. Uh, maybe something will happen to Tron, or you know, I don't know. Who knows? But it would, uh, it would be really fun, and, and that'd be amazing. It would be. I, I, I personally think, uh, as long as uh, my family's taken care of, um, bills, you know, like the bills are taken care of. Yeah. Uh, the rest of my time either goes to my family or it goes to just fucking loving 
just cool projects, you know. That's that's what Manifold was to help uh, Anthony out. It's just a small, I only helped a little bit, but and then all our stuff that we're building from then, you know, like we're trying to figure out ways, trying to find, uh, getting the rights to Johnny Mnemonic to reboot that, you know, like we're trying to do that shit, you know, like, or like Buckaroo Bonsai and stuff like that, like uh, ways of us being able to get into those things. But no, I mean, I don't know. And I, I we're carrying on way too long. I, I feel bad. I don't want to be taking up uh, too much of your time and we yeah, we will um, never stop. So true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, can you, though, can, can you just say maybe one last thing is one more the, question, one more uh, question. One, yeah, what that is the last question. <laughs> and I think it's and I think it's fitting to him, is that um, you know, I know we've covered a lot of this pretty much on, on the, in, in this conversation, but it would be really nice if you could give that one last inspirational message to up and coming guys who look up to who are interested in this stuff, you know, in the creative, and uh, maybe to designers, maybe to even filmmakers, implementing design, all that stuff. You know, it'd be very good to have you say maybe a few lines about like some good inspirational stuff. Yeah. Boost up the morale of people, you know, who yeah. are kind of there, you know, on the outskirts, trying to get into the, grab onto this thing. Yeah, this I, think, I think the most important thing is to, um, is to just do what you love and, and take care of yourself. You know, and really taking care of yourself is a big one, man. It, it's like take care of your mind, take care of your body. Um, I, I hate to hear these stories of like people who work so much that they like got sick, you know, or like, you know, things like that. I, it's just it it kind of goes against. Um, That's you, Ash. He's talking to you. He's talking to you, man. I just think that Alistair agrees with me. He said, "You're a fucking freak." I work. I work a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I mean, it's good that you found jujitsu to kind of keep your. Yeah, it's my lifesaver, dude. Your body, kind of, you know, so you're getting that exercise and taking care of yourself. I think that's really, really important. You know, I, I, I tell whoever I'm working for, like, if I have to go to work every day. I tell them that I'm usually not going to show up to work before 11 and it's just the way it is because I need the time in the morning to go to the gym, to exercise, to get myself centered, to look at imagery. Like I need that time to get myself set up so I do good work and if I don't have that time, then I'm not going to be as productive and prolific as, as, um, as I would be as if I did take that time and I think that time that you take to, to, you know, to take to take care of yourself is really really important and also to you know what we touched on earlier is to surround yourself with inspiration and you know to take good care in kind of optimizing how that inspiration comes in via you know references via people um via outlets and to never really and to really understand that um you know, everybody is unique in the in this game in that, um, you know, there's no there's no reason to get down on yourself, um, you know, because someone else is better at something. You know, you just got to find what your voice is, what your flavor is, what we, what we talked about and um, and express that and to kind of follow that that voice that you have. I think that's really, really also really important. And, um, you know, it's Listen a long up. road and, you know, this industry is a, a long <laughs> Uh, it's a long road and um you know there's it all i i think honestly and, and and this is you know over the last like three or four years i learned a lot from uh lewandowski in this sense about you know the importance of social media and um and mar- marketing you know and just you know the importance of putting your name out there and to 
you know, not look at it as, as self-indulgence to, you know, you can, you can be very, very uh, vocal on the social media while still staying humble. And Ash is a perfect example of that. Um, and, um, and I think that's also really important is to have a presence um, that you can share with people. Um, and so that, that there's a personality uh, behind the work, you know, there's this identity that people can that can that bond with and understand and get to know, um, and you know, to be accessible um, to people and to um, you know, just to be accessible is is really important as well. So I think all of these things that we've touched on is really good ingredients to um, yeah. you know to to being successful and more importantly to being happy. You know, yeah. I, I think success doesn't necessarily always equate to happiness you know i oh. think happiness comes from within and that's and that's something that you're in control of and so oh man that's you found that's the answer to the it's universe like people said happiness comes with small doses <laughs> yeah i mean he's telling i mean you guys are listening up because that is the best advice right there i mean that is it you know <laughs> happiness comes from within you know that's, that's yeah, exactly it really does. It, you know, you know take care you know, of your, and, pick your happy body happy mind you know like take care of both things you know balance yeah. it and family and loved ones, you know, I think that's really important okay. as well. And and uh, and travel and 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 just never never stop learning, you know. And you just get you can't, you just gotta stay stay hungry. And and as a designer, um, you know, it, whatever medium you work with, I think it's always important to experiment in different mediums and to work yes. with people that can bring, um, you know, a whole different outlook on things. I mean, I love collaborating, man. I just love working with people with different skills that. You know, I, I love that two people that you wouldn't think would work together well and see what happens, you know, and, and see what comes out of it. And, and it's just, it's a very fun game. To so play. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I got to get up there to San Francisco, man. I got to go back up. And yeah, come kick it. It's such a beautiful city, man. I'm going to come and sleep in your bed and just big spoon the shit out of you. I'm going to jujitsu your ass. Snuggle you to death. Okay, let's let's close this bitch up. I want to uh, I want to first um, and foremost thank you for coming on, spending time to share. Uh, you're fucking awesome. Just you doing this is is fucking amazing. People are gonna really love this. Uh, what's your Twitter? Can you tell what your Twitter is, to everybody, so they can follow you? Yeah, uh, at Gmonk. At Gmonk. Okay. All right. And then uh, Facebook. <laughs> I, got, I, got Facebook? Lucky, I got lucky with that one. I always I always make fun of Nando. Because uh, his Twitter handle is really shitty. It's at Nando Costa Work. <laughs> oh, what the shit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I got lucky with just G Monk, uh, G M U N K, and, and uh, yeah. follow him, guys. Send him some. What's uh, what's a good way if people have questions? And I don't want them to bombard you. Obviously, I'm sure you probably get a million emails a day. But uh, probably Twitter is the best way for people to kind of get a sense of who you are, follow you as a friend, and also Facebook, right? Yep. Okay, cool. And your Facebook handle is just uh, G Monk for the professional. No, it's, I think it's Monk. I think it's G Monkowitz. G Monkowitz. Okay, so yeah, go on there, follow him, find him. It's send all him. it's all that stuff's on my site, gmonk.com. You can, yeah. uh, you know, just just, have just follow the stroking monkey to your jizzful bliss. <laughs> yeah, about that, about that Ash. Remember, we wanted to ask. Yeah, what, what's that about? It's, it's, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to, we'll, you know, we'll have to you know, let this podcast continue, and we'll have uh, flavor. It's flavor, kids. It's flavor. It's yeah. flavor. Why? It's flavor. You heard you wanna, it. Here. If you want to have a website that's memorable, you have a fucking monkey checking off on. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You know, that's the fucking. That's his. That's his silly personality and the way he's saying things. So, but um, yeah. So, thank you so much. Um, follow him on Twitter. 
uh thank you guys so much for listening um if you guys have any questions or any uh concerns or anything please feel free to reach out to any of us you can follow me at, at ash thorpe on twitter and then the podcast is the collective and i think it's at the collective podcast is that what it is or what is it diggy um i have no idea ah shit well it's something like that just, just google it google hey it. man we'll just start yeah, yeah, we'll just yeah, google. yeah no no we'll have it we'll have it all on the wimeo page all the information yeah. and yeah uh, yes thank you bradley for coming here this is huge obviously i mean you may not think that but for a lot of people it is it's uh, it's always always great to have um an experienced professional come in and talk about these things yeah, st- it's not enough it's not enough you know the three hours is not even enough yeah you're setting the you're you know, setting the bar the, you're setting the bar for these uh, you're setting the bar for these <laughs> ongoing podcasts I'm like fuck it wasn't as good as the gmuck one <laughs> so this is awesome so yeah thank you so much dude i really appreciate yeah, it's it my pleasure guys and, and uh, uh, it's, a, it's a good thing you guys are doing it's, it's uh it's always good to create community you know Fuck yeah. And you can come on anytime you want. You just let me know. Just send me a text message or whatever. All right. But, uh, sounds good. Awesome, brother. You take care, man. And thank you guys so much for listening. Is there anything else you wanted to say? I'm good. Hell yeah. Awesome. He just <laughs> wants to scram, bro. Yeah, I, I, just, I just feel bad. I know he's busy. so. But, uh, uh, yeah. Don't feel bad. I mean, this was uh, was a good investment. Yeah. I, I think so. It's going to last. Not bad at all. Hell yeah. Well, you guys have good days and, and uh, have a good day. And, uh, Yeah, much love to everybody. Thank you guys so much. You too, man. Cheers, brothers. See you guys. All right, thanks. Later.